0: Hello and welcome to a special edition of the Nerdy Podcast. Uh, I'm Adam, and over there is Andy. Hello, and uh, we are here to review and discuss uh, the latest installment, the last installment of the Skywalker Saga in Star Wars: The Rise of Skywalker, Episode Nine. Episode Nine. Uh, this is it, folks. This is the last one. Game um, over, man. Game game over, man. <laughs> um, yeah, this is this is it, and 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 I think. Um, It was something, well, it goes without saying that it was something we were all eagerly anticipating, um, very much looking forward to um, a bit of a sad ending, I think. Bittersweet. Very bittersweet. um, Something that we all obviously knew was coming. um, But I I definitely felt when we sat down to watch it the first time, um, a, a feeling of kind of Yeah, just sadness, I guess. Yeah. Just sort of, I know there is going to be a ton of Star Wars going Mm -hmm. forward, and Mm -hmm. so I am not worried about like, oh man, we're never going to see any Star Wars content again. Like I was back in the day. Yeah. Sure. You you just worry that, well, this is it. Yep. Um, not that kind of sadness, but I mean, this is over forty years of storytelling. Mm -hmm. You know, in nine movies. You know, if you are not going to count Rug One and Solo, right? Um, and it, you know, it obviously means a lot to a lot of people.
1: Yeah, absolutely. It's uh. I remember going into it uh, just feeling like excited and I can't wait. And it's been so much anticipation. But honestly, by the time it was done, I was like feeling really like.
0: <sighs> yeah, I felt like, very relieved. Had a nice well.
1: sigh. I was like, I'm glad that we can get back to life, life yeah. now or yeah. like get back to the, like i guess like we don't have to speculate over anything anymore right um now it, all we have to do is argue with people about yep, it <laughs> exactly exactly um or we could just come together and agree to disagree no that's probably not no, how it's gonna work that's but, not how things but work. we'll see how it goes
0: yeah we'll definitely see how it it's goes still very early in the review game so so at this point you've seen it three times um, three days right. in a row. Uh, third time was today. Yeah, third time was today. For, for for reference, we're recording on the Saturday after it came out. Yep. Uh, we saw it on Thursday night, the very first show. Yep. Uh, you saw it again yesterday morning on the Friday. Yep. And then we saw it again together today. Yep. This afternoon. So um, we had a lot of opportunities to take it all in. Yeah. Uh, look for things we might have missed the first time around mm-hmm. uh, because there were a lot of things. Yeah. Um, And I guess right off the bat, I would just love to hear your sort of general impressions of the whole thing.
1: Yeah. um, All all together, I really enjoyed it. Um, You know, I I kind of told most people uh, right after seeing it the first time that it's not my favorite movie in the world, and it's definitely not my favorite Star Wars movie in the world, but I still really liked it. Um, I think um, it has a a lot of the classic Star Wars feel, like, you know, the beats and, and the timing of everything, and I think that's largely... Due to the fact that J.J. Abrams like knows those movies and like the director uh the director's methods inside and out, like Lucas and Spielberg are just like he's doing everything Lucas and Spielberg do, but yeah. like in his own way. And um it's really easy to tell that it's a JJ Abrams film that yes. way. Yes. Um and being a huge fan of uh, The Force Awakens, you know, I that's I think another reason why I enjoyed it so much. Um I just really like uh, that kind of like the adventure side of it, the feeling yeah. like a kid again. Um, Yeah, that's uh, I'm I'm very pleased with how it turned out. Yeah. Um, you know, obviously we'll we'll have some criticisms and some things to to point out. But overall, I liked it.
0: Yeah, I tend to agree. Um, I, Again, uh, like you, I, I feel like it wasn't my favorite Star Wars mm-hmm. movie ever. It certainly wasn't my least favorite Star Wars movie. Ever. Yeah, absolutely. Um, The phrase I keep coming back to in my mind, and I apologize if this is if I saw this in some other review and it stuck with me and I'm not a- appropriating it correctly, but mm-hmm. it felt like a beautiful mess. To yeah. Me. Yeah. Um, it, and I mean that, I mean that in a positive way. I don't actually mean that in a very negative way. And I think one of the things that I, one of the, well, I, like I said, first of all, I want to just say I liked it. I really did enjoy it. I had a good time with it. It was fun. Mm-hmm. Um, there were some seriously high moments. Oh yeah. There were some things in there that I had hoped to see in a star Wars movie over years and years and years never got to and finally got to see those things. And that was very satisfying. But it may sound over the course of this review like I'm a bit negative on it. Like, sure. I, like I didn't like it that much, but I want to make sure I state very clearly yeah. that I do like it.
1: We're going to have some things to nitpick, Yeah, obviously. It's,
0: honestly, to me, as I was going through it in my head and writing things down, it, it's not really nitpicking. There right. are some problematic bits of this mm-hmm. movie, some things that I think are really... Uh, worth talking about some things that I think worked better for some people did and didn't work as good for others. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it, it's just sort of a beautiful mess. I, like you said, JJ Abrams is a highly accomplished filmmaker, very much in the George Lucas, Steven Spielberg ilk, as you say, um, who knows what he's doing behind a camera. Um, we saw this when he redid the star Trek movies. Um, we're seeing it now in these start, these two star Wars movies he's done and, um, He's got an affinity for the characters. He's got a love for the universe. He's got an understanding about... Especially one of the things I want to call out right at the top, too, is this is probably one of the funnier Star Wars movies... Oh, yeah. there's ever been. Absolutely. And he really gets the Star Wars humor. There's a lot of talk about, like, what is Star Wars humor and what's not. Sure. One of the major criticisms, I think, I think of The Last Jedi mm. was that it felt too... Um, it felt too sort of Marvel humory y mm. if that makes sense. Sure. Um, not quite in the same um, humor ballpark that you would normally get out of a Star Wars movie. And I think it put some people off. I didn't mind it personally, yeah. but a lot of people took it to be um, just not quite right. But I thought the humor in this was perfect yeah, all throughout.
1: I, I also want to call out, just while we're talking about JJ, is like what an accomplishment to have revived the Star Wars series, like the s- Star Wars as we know it, yep. right? Yep. And then also concluded everything. Uh, at least in some way and again you know we're we're talking about this being the last one now you know 10 years from now 15 years from now we will be like well I guess it wasn't the last one yeah um, well, and I have well, a lot of thoughts on on that too yes definitely. but at the same time um for what they're calling it now the conclusion to the saga to this new trilogy it's absolutely the conclusion conclusion to this new trilogy um that's no small feat and I applaud him um, and Ryan Johnson honestly for like, and Kathleen Kennedy and Disney for like doing what seemed kind of like the impossible. um, Yeah. To a certain extent, probably like five years
0: ago. Yeah. Because unlike, unlike the, the prequel trilogy and despite what people might have heard or thought they'd heard about George Lucas, Mm. he didn't really write these stories out. He had, he might've had ideas and he may have followed certain characters through lines just to make sure he knew where they were, what their trajectory was. Mm -hmm. But in no way, shape, or form did he ever really write these movies right. out in any in any sort of s- substantial <laughs> yeah. way. He didn't sit down one day and go, "Okay,
1: page one, right, episode seven, Star Wars." Yeah, he,
0: he didn't. <laughs> he never. He never really did that. So, um, yeah, you're right. It, it's, it's it's a major accomplishment, and and to get, um, you were never going to have to worry about getting people excited about a Star Wars movie. Yeah, but to get as much. Especially with that first one, especially with the Force Awakens, he really got people on board um, with the idea of there being more Star Wars movies mm-hmm. set in the same sort of limited timeline mm-hmm. that that these movies are set in. Um, it had its it, it has its critics for sure. being too much like a New Hope, yada yada yada. But mostly that movie is great, um, and and this one is is really good too. I, I think. Um, one of the things that, well, we'll address, let's just address the elephant in the room right now. I No matter what J.J. Abrams or Kathleen Kennedy or Bob Iger say, there was no plan for three movies when they started this. Hmm. There, no, no cohesive, creative plan for the story of these three movies is what I should say. Hmm. They wanted to hire J.J., and they hired J.J., and they wanted to have... Uh, different directors and different writing teams for each movie and they accomplished that you know Colin Trevorrow didn't get a chance to really do his thing on this one he went back to JJ um, after the whole Last Jedi thing but I think if if there is one central failing of this particular trilogy it's that it didn't have a um, clear uh, start and finish over the course of three films it did very much feel like each filmmaker made it, had it made it up as they went along. Ryan Johnson made it up as he went along and JJ responded to Ryan Johnson and making it up as he went along as well.
1: Yeah. I feel like there, there may have been some very, um, light, you know, breakdowns of what they wanted to accomplish with each character or maybe even like what they set out to do, um, with each character in individually and then, you know, wrote like a story around that essentially. Yeah. Um, like I don't think like I, I get what you're saying, and I feel like each of the movies kind of you know shows that is they had this idea of like okay, we want you know these characters and we want it to be involved, and we want this kind of arc. To happen with you know with Rey or yeah. you know, with whoever, yeah. and then they were like, okay, how do we accomplish that, and how do we make it a Star Wars film right. for each one individually, rather than having like a cohesive star story of like, okay, here's where Rey starts and how she gets to the middle and how she gets to the end. Right. It was just like, here's what we want to do, and probably like what what are we going to do in order to get them there? Yeah.
0: As far as the main character, the two main characters are concerned, as mm. far as Rey and Kylo Ren are concerned, yeah. yeah. I think those two characters are the only ones that they thought about yeah. with any sort of detail. right? And in even saying that, it was only, here's where they start, and here's where we'd like for them to end. Mm. Fill in the gaps, yeah. however you see fit. right? Um, and it's problematic for some people, for me a little less so. I think one of the great accomplishments of this trilogy is that they were able to do it so well mm. without having a Kevin Feige or without having somebody who had a very clear vision about what they wanted and how it was going to play itself out. Yeah. I'm going to try to avoid the um, comparisons to the MCU and Marvel things because it, it's a, it's an easy comparison to make mm-hmm. because it's a Disney thing. And um, there are some similarities involved in, in the types of movie making that they're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the criticisms of this movie that I don't agree with at all is that it, some people are calling it like fan fiction gone wrong. Yeah. Yeah. And I think people are knee-jerk responding to um, the fan service in this movie because there is a lot of fan service in this movie. I mean, there's a lot of things (laughs) in here that are strictly in this movie to make nostalgic Star Wars fans sort of go, oh, shuck, that was great, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. I personally don't have anything wrong with that. I think you don't have anything wrong with that. Nope. It's one of
1: the reasons why I loved The Force Awakens. Right. I was like, I don't care how similar this is to Star Wars, it's Star Wars. Yeah. You know. And I think that's one of the th- thing one of the things I could also argue about, you know, the prequels is like one of the reasons I didn't like the prequels so much is because they were so far away from Star Wars, yeah. even though it was supposed to be set within the same universe. Yeah.
0: Yeah. You know, it's it's interesting you bring up the prequels too, because, you know, there are very um there are very good comparisons, or very inter- <coughs> excuse me, very <coughs> interesting comparisons you can make between this set of movies and the prequels, mm-hmm. where I think both sets of movies. Well, let's put it. I think the prequels had a good story, yeah, and very poor execution on yep. the script standpoint. Yep. From I mean, I know the production was groundbreaking in terms of being oh all sure, digital and all well, awesome. and that's
1: what George Lucas was always pushing yeah. the technology. So,
0: so from those standpoints, those movies held are are. Good or yeah. pulled up in some respects. Sure. Um, from a from a, it's got a story and it stuck to that story. And George was a clear creative vision throughout the whole thing. This is the opposite of that. Mm-hmm. This these movies look amazing. They sound. I mean, they sound amazing. Yeah, they really do. They. You know, I thought a lot of the dialogue, especially in the Last Jedi, which I know is not your favorite, but you've come around a little bit on it. We yeah, can talk about that. We'll talk about want, it for sure. Um, is. I thought a lot of the dialogue was really great. Mm-hmm. I, you know, there was there's some moments that aren't good, but the performances are oh, yeah. miles better totally. But where these movies fall flat for me is the fact that there's clearly no clear creative direction throughout mm-hmm. the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Um, now, I, that's a larger discussion about the the entirety of these yeah. nine movies and stuff like that. So I don't want to yeah. spend too much time on that. Yeah. Um, one thing right off the bat that struck me. Um, oh and I should say when we left the movie the first night I think what I said was that was as much Star Wars as you could possibly jam (laughs) into a Star Wars and my opinion about that has not changed yeah
1: no I think um, again like it's another thing that people are criticizing right as the yeah. amount of star wars stuff in a star wars movie which is just ridiculous but like why wouldn't you want that i can't really understand i understand the 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 desire for something new right and i think there's plenty of new things that this new trilogy has brought to the table mm-hmm. um but at the core of it like each of the Star Wars movies has something from each of the previous ones yeah
0: it's a it's a really weird it, you know it's a really weird sort of f- uh, fan thing that's happened over the last handful of years we get people who they talk out both sides of their mouth right yeah they complain about Star Wars not feeling quote unquote like Star Wars anymore <laughs> yeah. and then when you make something that feels like nothing but star wars well it feels too much it's too star warsy yeah like they didn't take enough chances some people are just never satisfied it's true some people are just never satisfied yeah um so coming back pulling this conversation back to just this film yes one of the things that i think they should have done from the outset was announce very early on and i think this would have benefited the writing process because jj had to come on jj and chris terrio had to come on very late in the game and take the bones of a script written by Mm -hmm. Colin Trevorrow and others and try to rework it into something that was going to both uh, work for Disney Mm -hmm. and work alongside The Last Jedi to a certain extent. Mm -hmm. We'll get into some of that in a little bit. Um, One of the things I think they should have done was to come out and say, surprise everyone, this is not only going to be just a trilogy, it's actually going to be four films because we're going to split this last one up into an Infinity War endgame situation. Oh, sure. Where... We're, we're going to release them year part part one, one, part two. Yeah. One year after another, we're not going to make you wait two or three years in between. We're just going to put this out, you know, one in 2019, one in 2020, and that'll be that. So
1: would it have still been episode nine or would it (laughs) have been like episode nine and episode 9.5? I
0: mean, I think you, I think you should, you could have just said, it's just going to be episode 10? Just make it a nice round 10. Yeah. Be like, yeah, you thought you were going to get nine films out of this, this Skywalker saga you're actually going to get 10 because this story we want to tell in this Mm -hmm. last movie is so huge and is so involved and is so wild and crazy that we need two movies in order to get it out yeah we want to get it out i
1: i agree with that to an extent but at the same time i feel like i feel like there's there's a difference between Cramming as much content you can into one movie, Mm -hmm. and being able to like pick the most important part of the story you're trying to tell, and have that be the the movie, right? Like, there's obviously a larger story being told throughout all of Star Wars, right? Mm -hmm. And they pick specific sections of it to tell in each of the films, yeah. And then there's a ton of other stuff that happens outside of the films, or even like dirt going on during the films but not directly where you know we are viewing it right Mm -hmm. that's what the expanded universe is for so i feel like a lot of the stuff that they put in this film could have been reserved for expanded universe type content
0: yeah but see that that's a that's one thing where i do kind of have a problem with the way up until this point yeah this Skywalker saga part of the Star Wars universe because it exists. The Star Wars universe is much larger at either end, right? Mm -hmm. In the distant past and in the future there, I mean, there's, there's so much more to explore here. So if we're just talking about what we know as like the core Star Wars stuff from a new hope on that kind of thing. They've, I, I feel like Lucasfilm and now Disney, well, still Lucasfilm, but Disney owning Lucasfilm has leaned a little too heavily on comics and novels and, I don't mind the Clone Wars and the Rebels thing because at least that's uh, cinematic yeah. in the way you you know in the way you ingest it kind of a thing. Sure, but we talked about this on a show recently with uh, how much better the Clone Wars makes Anakin Skywalker. Mm, yeah, right? why couldn't they have just made Anakin Skywalker a better character in the prequels instead of having to lean on this you know? Uh, retroactively making his, building his character in a better way via a cartoon.
1: Well, I think largely in part because the Clone Wars didn't exist yet. And because Dave Filoni was responsible for the Clone Wars. So if Dave Filoni had been put in charge of the prequels, that may
0: have been a different story. But, but Dave Filoni is, is like, or was George Lucas's right hand man. Yeah, but that doesn't make him George Lucas. No, it certainly does not make him George Lucas, but, and and your point is taken taken for sure. I just think personally, while I don't mind, while I've never minded Star Wars sort of um, uh, alluding to things, uh, never really explaining things all the way and making you, you know, the magic of it. The magic of the originals in that respect was that they would allude to things that had no um, basis in other media. Yeah, you literally, just had to make it up in your own yeah, head. Yeah, exactly. And that that made for that made for a more sort of, this is a cliche way thing to say, but a bit more of a magical well, movie going. Yeah, absolutely.
1: You didn't have every detail. You had to leave it up to your imagination. To right. fill On the blanks.
0: These days, I feel like they've gone too far in the other direction. Mm. They've, they've, alluded to things and not explain things yeah. because they know they can go back to a comic book at some point and put a backstory in there and put a side quest in there and put a thing in there that's that, but, oh, it, yeah, we talked about this thing in The Last Jedi, but it, it, if you go back and you read issue nine of yeah. you know, this comic book, then you'll get it. You know, that I, th- kind of I think
1: that, that that issue is twofold and a lot of it has to do with the fan base which we'll end up talking about. Totally. Mm-hmm. Um, but the... I think for for my reasoning and one of the reasons why I went into this movie with the expectations that I did was because I kept thinking about that era the original trilogy era when there was no expanded universe Mm -hmm. there was no internet (laughs) there was no you know like you just had filmmakers making films trying to tell three different stories but they were also like each their own mess and logistical nightmare yeah. and there were you know like you go and watch um building an empire or, or was it empire of dreams empire and dreams, like yeah. all those different documentaries about how those first three films were made and you can see that there was nothing organized about a lot of them it's i mean true. there was there was plenty that was organized especially during the filming right yeah but like leading up to each thing and i think how george lucas approached each one of them it's really not that dissimilar to how movies are made now no it's just that the audience has changed the audience audience in the era in which these movies are being shared has absolutely changed certainly certainly. and as a business you have to respect that because you still make money from the audience no Mm -hmm. matter what kind of audience they are yeah no i Or you have to make money off of it right so i you know i looked at it like okay i if i don't get all the answers to everything in this film, right? I'm not going to be upset about it because there's still room to fill in those blanks in other stories. Mm -hmm. Like we've gotten in the other movies, but also because it leaves something to the imagination. Yeah. You know, and I don't think that they needed to like come out of the gate and just be like, okay, um, the first scene is Ray's DNA breakdown, and yeah. we're just gonna we're gonna show every sequence of her DNA so that everybody out there knows everything possible there is to know about Ray. Right. Yeah, you know, which is I think what a lot of the fans are basically asking for because they can't seem to be satisfied enough with the same method that the original trilogy actually That's had, true. That's a good even one. though that's exactly why they love star wars Mm -hmm. you know you argue with people and you'd be like well what was your favorite part of the original trilogy or you know what were some of your favorite things and a lot of people will tell you about like the force and obi-wan and how mystical it all was and it was mystical because we didn't know everything about about it it, we didn't need mini that's why a big part of the fan base was like why did you explain mini but now they're really upset that we didn't get more of an explanation of miniclorians. yeah you know it's it goes back to that same like i was saying like you can't please some people and mm. oftentimes especially in this day and age the people who are most displeased are the loudest yeah oh well and, certainly I mean, yeah it just goes without saying and uh, I I think like honestly just through the last three days having watched review after review after review and the va- vast majority of them being negative yeah Um. every single time I start one or get into that kind of heated argument I'm always like you're a child yeah like every single one of you is a child
0: that's complaining about not getting what you wanted it's so funny too because this movie has flipped what happened with the last movie on its head it's all the people who i mean i shouldn't say all of them that's that's being reductive but you know a a lot of the people who didn't like the last one love this one yeah and a lot of the people who myself included who loved the last one don't like this one Mm -hmm. so um it's it's a weird thing and you can it's it's you know I, i i'm i'm never one to like take rotten tomatoes as any sort of gospel weird gospel or anything like that but it just go look at the scores yeah it flipped on its head the critics love the last jedi yeah the audience by and large who the people who chose to get on rotten tomatoes and review bomb it hated it yeah all the way around completely the other way around isn't
1: now. that similar to the original trilogy though
0: um yes in a, in a way in like, a way people did trash people the empire tra- strike the empire strike people, people back
1: trashed return of the jedi they still trash return of the jedi
0: yeah, there's been a weird sort of renaissance. It's kind of like the prequel thing where there's kind of this weird renaissance around the return of the Jedi where people have gone back to it and gone, "You know what? I really love that movie." And I feel like this one is going to this one is going to get better in people's minds the further away we get yeah, from it. Yeah, totally. Um as a matter of fact, I think all three of these movies are going to get better in people's minds the further away we get from it. The more things we have that aren't related to this. Sure. Um, more time we have with them. Going back to what I was originally saying, where where they've go, they've taken this um, expanded universe uh, other media thing too far is the perfect example of this. Is the start of this movie? The, with the when the crawl says the dead speaks. Yeah, it's the first thing that that you see in the crawl other than the name of the movie, right? Yep. What's what it's referencing is something that they something that happened in a Fortnite event the day before the movie came out. Yeah. They did a fort if you're not aware of this, <laughs> they did an event in a, in the game Fortnite. Yep. where they introduced Star Wars into the game Fortnite and they they played the the announcement by Emperor Palpatine yep at the, you know that they re- they reference in the opening crawl of this movie. So, if you had not s- played the game Fortnite on that day and seen and heard that announcement by Emperor, Emperor Palpatine You have no idea what they're talking about right at the start of the movie,
1: and well, they they well yeah, we don't know what the message was until like they actually read the message because they get the message at one point in the movie and then they read it aloud.
0: Well, okay, they get it. They get it intercepted or something. Yeah, they get it late, and they get a message late in the movie,
1: but um, it's in the beginning of the movie. That's like what the purpose of the Falcon being at that what I don't even know what you would call it. Is it like an ice? Planet? it was like a, yeah, it was a weird it, wasn't, like, space it was station. like an island station yeah. thing but it was all ice it looked like ice anyways
0: <laughs> but that wasn't that that was like a i mean that was from the spy who we'll get into later on that was just right. a communicate that was just an update on what's going on with the first order slash the sith okay and the emperor and stuff that, not that, the same message no so. okay this, this was like an actual thing i could look it up if i wanted to be, right. i won't but it, it just one step too far so as we I'm going to go th- we're going to start we'll start along with the the plot of the movie yeah. here. Yeah. And this is all spoilers by the way.
1: Yes. Which will be in the d- description but I just wanted to let everyone know going forward good point. that uh there's heavy spoilers.
0: Interestingly, I think we've actually gone now about 25 minutes mm-hmm. without actually spoiling anything. No, yeah. I know anything. I know I was kind of like waiting <laughs> for something to drop in one of our we talking about it but so far yeah, no. So so good on you yeah. for remembering our spoiler alert again. Huge spoilers we're going to spoil the Ever loving crap out of this movie. You've yep. not seen it yet. Turn this off now because yep. we've gone too far and you can't turn back. Um, so just from the opening start of the from the opening of the film. Yeah, the crawl. Right. Um, I was I was a bit put off by that being the, being the crawl. Yeah. The first part of the crawl, the second parts of the crawl didn't bother me so much. Just explaining where everything is, where Ray is, where Kylo is, et cetera, et cetera. That's that's pretty standard. Yeah. It's pretty standard stuff. It's not a big deal. I don't mind there being a passage of time and then just updating us via crawl where we're at. That has not nothing to do with it. Mm -hmm. It's just for something as huge as bringing back this character who we haven't seen in multiple movies before that we knew via trailers and stuff like that was going to be in the movie. Um, I felt like they could have saved some of that for later on the film. And yeah, we'll talk about it a little bit. Um, well, I think, it,
1: uh, and I think it goes mm-hmm. kind of back to what you were saying about the lack of uh, vision or the lack of organized uh, yes. storytelling that they had involved here. It was, it's pretty clear, or it seems pretty clear, that Palpatine was never intended to have returned at this point, no. or he was going to be involved much early on, earlier on, I should say. And never was for some reason. Right. Um, you know, I it's it's weird because, I, you know, a lot of people have gone back and forth on, like, what Snoke was and then also, like, what that meant for Kylo Ren and all, you know, the characters and things like that. I don't feel like I missed Snoke in this film. Oh, no, no, not at all. But I also didn't feel like I was really... I wasn't super concerned with what Palpatine was doing. Okay. I was more... I was looking much closer. And I think one of the reasons they spent much more time on what was happening between Kylo Ren and Mm Ray and like what Kylo Ren's motives were and what Ray's motives were. And that's clearly the most effective part of the movie. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. In a lot of ways, they probably didn't need to even have Palpatine come back until maybe like the last third of the film.
0: Yep. I totally agree. And that's kind of where I was going with this was it, you know, they could have handled the use of Palpatine better. Mm hmm like he was in the first couple of movies, mm-hmm. uh, uh, new hope and the empire. Strikes yeah. Back, He existed as this looming threat. Yep. That in the was shadows, in the shadows, unknown, unseen, you know, ba- we'll barely see in the empire right. strikes back, mostly just heard or referenced. always lit from above. Yeah. So
1: that you couldn't see his eyes.
0: Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs>
1: even though you know exactly who it was. Yeah. That yeah, was fine. It's fine. Yeah. It, yeah. Whatever. Um, <laughs>
0: But in this movie, and this is part of why I thought they could have broken it up into two movies, because I felt like the opening part of this movie with Kylo chasing down—oh yeah—the um, very beginning, trying of it. to get to Exegol, the Sith world, and and yeah. chase down. Because part of what part of what they set up here is that Kylo Ren is obsessed with trying to um, er- uh, erase any. Uh, challenge to his own power right as a supreme leader of the, First the emperors
1: Order. calls makes out of sends out a message saying like i'm the emperor right. i'm gonna bring my empire back and, and kylo ren's like hell no you won't and yeah. then he has to find him and a so. lot
0: of that is really cool yeah it's a really it's a really cool idea it, but if they had been able to take more time with it yeah it would have been very interesting for palpatine palpatine to have started as a rumor mm. and as like, you get clues, but you're never really explicitly told that he's back. Yeah. And you get to follow Kylo throughout the course of most of an entire film. Yeah. In order to find his way to Exegol. And, and you know, this movie, I mean, in the first five minutes of this movie, mm. you see the Emperor. Yeah. In his disheveled, messed up Zom- form. Zombie state. In his zombie state. With eyes, you know, no pupils in his eyes. and
1: He looked m- genuinely creepy. Super creepy. Like, and, I actually really enjoyed how that first the entrance the intro sequence was shot yes. like the film the, the the camera work the colors gorgeous. Yeah. were super good. I really liked following Kylo all the way through it and just like his kind of like determined uh presence like he's always he's always been like kind of quiet and just like direct, yes. right? That's his that's his MO. But in this case since he was like on a fucking mission he is on a and he was job. basically on it all by himself, you know, you just see him like wipe out a whole group of guys, and I really wanted to know more about that. Like, who are those guys? And also, why do they have this thing? That's another Expanded Universe opportunity. Yeah, and that
0: that kind of a thing I'm okay with. Sure. We know that he's on a mission. We know he's on a rampage. Yeah. He's wiping out a bunch of people. Yeah. How they had the Sith yeah, it's well, supposed, supposed to be a holocron. We, they call we the suspend our
1: disbelief yeah. because we just assume that there's a reason for it and that the important information, the relevant information is that he needs that thing to go find Palpatine, which he does. Mm-hmm. And then Palpatine, Palpatine is in this huge like Sith fortress thing yeah, and know. there's like all these like stone statues of what I assume are like ancient Sith Lords, ancient Sith Lords exactly, and it yeah. looked really cool. It, it was like super creepy kind of Indiana Jones almost yeah, like crypt stuff. Yep. Um, but, but then it's like Palpatine's in this like lab, It's like a science lab or something, like
0: where we find out obviously that he was the one that created Snoke. Right. We get a tub of Snoke. There's a a tub of Snoke's. You know, um, (laughs) that was one of my favorite parts. Probably. And some people had a problem with it. I, I kind of don't. I kind of like the idea, to be honest. Where you know, it's well established in the Star Wars universe that he was on this cloning thing a Mm -hmm. long time ago. So it stands to reason that if he somehow survived, the Return of the Jedi he would have continued on with this cloning experiment mm-hmm. thing. Um, and yep. even there's at one point, Dominic Moynihan's character says something about oh, yeah. cloning and Sith yep. stuff. I'm like, ancient Sith. How do you yeah. know about that? But anyways, it's just kind of a whole, it's just, it kind of, it's like a filler sentence. Yeah, it's a basically. Filler line, People yeah. are like,
1: how is this possible? And then he's like cloning and ancient Sith magic and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And then they're like, okay, but like, let's yeah. move along. <laughs> let's keep it you know? going. It's just like, yeah. okay, well, all right.
0: Yeah. Um, I, I don't mind, I don't mind the explanation that, uh, the emperor created Snoke. I think it's a. I think it's an interesting, and it was really cool when he he's in. Kylo's head, and he's saying, "I've yeah. been the voice in your head the yeah. whole time," and it's oh. his voice, Snoke's voice, and James Earl Jones' yes. Vader voice. Oh man, chills! Very, Very cool. got
1: such chills as soon as as soon as I heard him on there, I was like, "Oh, it's Vader! Oh my god!" <laughs> just freaking out. Yeah. Um. So so satisfying. Um. But yeah, no, I I agree. Like I think it honestly makes a lot more sense to yeah. have Palpatine pulling the strings the whole time because he's been pulling the strings in the entire saga. Yep. I don't
0: disagree with that. I just would have liked the the search yeah for, for the rumored Palpatine mm. to have been able to be played out over a longer period of time yeah with more obstruction to to Kylo's journey to that end definitely um and for reasons we'll get into later I, I think it would have informed it would have informed Kylo's eventual um, outcome mm. as far as this a lot more had the there's been this discovery phase where he had been you know, confronted with maybe more visions. Um, you know, he, there's a real, that, that line in the force awakens where he says he's, you know, he feels the call to the light. Yeah. I don't think we explored that quite enough right. in these movies. Like oh, yeah. he, he needed to, he, part of what Adam driver and, you know, in particular with, through his performance did so well was he really showed us the conflict mm-hmm. in Kylo Ren, but it's not as early, earned as it should be it's it's mostly based on adam driver's amazing performance and less on the things that happened to him in the story that earn the push and pull and the call to the light and the call of the darkness and things like that yeah he kills his dad and there's some stuff like that spoiler alert for the force awakens um there's some there's that kind of stuff in there but it would have been nice it would have been nice to save this for a bit but they just right out of the shoot. and and this this whole movie is really on 11 the whole time oh yeah mm-hmm. uh, so right out of the shoot we just bang hit you over the head with the emperor yeah um claiming that he knows who uh who ray really is yep and which they save for later on we'll get to um they flip they flip to uh and i'm not gonna i'm not gonna do this like we did the end game thing where sure. we go literally scene, by scene, scene. by scene but yep. I, I will i will try to keep it on the the timeline of the movie um to a certain extent um we flip back to the, the, the rebel side of things or the resistance side of things. Yep. Um, And we see Ray training with Leia, which I absolutely adore. Yeah. I thought... Some, I've seen some people have issues with it. And I don't know why, but I thought they handled Carrie Fisher's inclusion in this movie brilliantly. They did a great job. I thought it was really, really good. It yes. could have been way worse. It could have been way worse. Yes. I know they had to write dialogue around previously spoken dialogue by carrie fisher i get it it's a thing they had to do that order... was a,
1: an incredible task it was undertaking
0: yeah and and um to daisy ridley's credit it never felt forced or weird or anything like that um and i thought the role that Leia played in this film as her new master was exactly what i wanted to see Leia do Mm. in this movie yeah Um, I really 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 like that Um, and I thought it was a a, a proper way to handle the loss of of Carrie Fisher
1: yeah I think like being a fan an uber fan and also like knowing all the story behind how they made it and you know what was going on as you know Carrie Fisher had passed away and um, they were working with the older footage and everything like that because I knew all of that information going into the film. It was a lot easier for me to like see, oh, OK, so that's how they did that. And I can see like sure. this was kind of like one of the more full scenes or sequences with her that they reused, you know, that kind of thing. But as a, you know, as a just an onlooker, as someone just going to the film with no previous expectations as a kid mm-hmm. who probably has no expectations, really, um, I think it was an incredible uh, achievement yeah. for for everybody involved and like you know yeah I agree with you some of the 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 scenes you can kind of tell they're writing around oh of her. course they are but again that's like because I know all of this pre you know going before going into it and yeah. there's still plenty of it it's they still manage to make it feel like okay we're we're doing this for the sake of the story or for you know. For the sake of moving the story along, yeah,
0: there were enough interactions between Carrie Fisher and other characters, yeah, than then Ray, yeah, that made it feel more organic that she was just there. Mm-hmm. Um, so mm-hmm. I I really like that.
1: The one scene where she's not actually in it, which is arguably her most important scene in the film, true, is still I think an, another testament to the writing mm-hmm. um, of of the story in this case because. There's still obviously there's some there's some dialogue, like a like a couple of words, a little bit. But that's it, you know, and it's really just about her presence Mm -hmm. and then her passing her. her, her, She dies Mm -hmm. saving Ben. Yes, basically. And that's kind of all you need out of that scene. Yeah. The fact that it's like a silhouette of her the whole time, you know, that you can't actually see her doing it. You know, obviously, it felt like okay. I wish it was Carrie, but of course, I wish it was Carrie. Course, like everybody does. Everybody yeah. does. And I think like the fact that they managed to write her character or write her still into this film and do it in a tasteful way like that, and still yeah. have her being this like huge, impactful character, it was like it felt like Leia was there the whole time. Yes. Yeah. And that's I think what people really want is yep. they wanted Leia to be there.
0: Absolutely. Um. And I really like. Uh, we talked about it, I think on the last show. Uh, when we were talking about what we were we were hoping to have happen or what we thought was going to happen here, I really um, I I like I know people some people have a problem with how strong Rey is in, in the these, force. in these movies, um, but I I just like them pointing out to us you know like where she's at power level oh, yeah. wise in both a lot of, of different ways.
1: Both her and Kylo, like the beginning of this movie, is all about establishing that they are seasoned
0: force users yeah. now. Like yeah. both of them are, yeah. Um, so fun little training sequence. Um, interesting, you know, you get your first, you get your first look at this, the, the, um, the bond between Ray and Kylo where he sort of interrupts her training session. Yeah. He's kind of messing with her, kind of messing with her. You know, he's got his, he's in his fortress or is not his fortress, but his room or whatever star destroyer. um, And he's, you know, touching the Vader helmet and he's kind of screwing with her really while she trains. Um, it's a it's an interesting thing that plays out more and more throughout the movie you have some um, more force visions right away
1: yeah during that sequence yeah. which I think are important because that was a big part of what the force awakens gave us yes. were those visions of the future or those visions of what had come or what had happened before yeah. and the future yeah um, and this one was the same like you got to see a couple different things that were going to happen in the film, but also like premonitions and things that happened in the past already. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, they've definitely, where I think they, they didn't do enough to establish over the course of the films, the, the real call to the light that Kylo has. Yeah. I thought they did a good job in this one, especially, um, and in the last, one, in the last Jedi. Yeah. Showing you that there is darkness within Ray. Yeah. Um, and how much she has to fight against it. Mm-hmm. I'm, I, I was very happy with that. Um, talking about the other characters, um, I thought it was really great to see Ray, Finn, and Poe together as a unit. Um, that's,
1: that's what so far what I've heard most or almost everybody saying yeah. was their favorite part was just like the adventure aspect of having all of them, mm-hmm. you know, t- the, the core three with Chewie and, you know, C-3PO, like all of them being involved or, you know, going on this mission together.
0: Yeah. Unfortunately what doesn't work for me in that is that these relationships are largely unearned. Again, the Finn Ray relationship is there. Yeah. And the Finn Poe relationship is there, but the, as good as their, um, as good as their, uh, banter and all that kind of stuff was between the three of them. It, we didn't get enough. We didn't get enough of that in the other movies. Yeah. To, so you know, one well, of the... the
1: the the huge the huge offput is the relationship between Ray and Poe yes. specifically. Yeah, and I agree with you; it wasn't earned yet. Although Ryan Johnson really tried to just squeeze it in at the very end of Last Jedi for some reason. He did. He tried it. I feel to like it, it, it would have been fine if it had been something else in the Last Jedi that maybe had them connect or even in the force awakens like
0: it should have happened in the force awakens there was plenty of opportunity for it to happen absolutely opportunity for it the 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 way the reason the uh mark hamill carrie fisher uh, harrison ford thing works in the originals is because midway through the first movie you get han and luke rescuing leia and they immediately start arguing with one another trying to break out of the the cell block
1: they all have to get out of the death star together so you
0: immediately you immediately get who those characters are, and how they're going to play off of one another.
1: And they forged their bond in the
0: movie, right like right then, there. Right then and there. And then it allowed them in the second one to split from one another yeah. and to to have their own adventures and, and not be together for a, the entirety of a movie yeah. and then come back together and have it feel okay. Mm-hmm. This one didn't do that. Yeah. This one kept them separate mo- largely yeah. for two whole movies yeah. and then threw them together at the end. And while the performances were good, and yeah. I thought the dialogue was good, and the, mm-hmm. the humor, like I mentioned, was really good, it 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 fell just very slightly flat for me because it it's like, well, where did all this come from? Mm-hmm. You know that kind of thing. And mm-hmm. again, sure, time has passed between the movies. Sure, there's a lot of stuff that we aren't privy to unless you go back and read a comic but book. But they and stuff literally like
1: that. didn't introduce themselves to each other until the very end of, of the, the, the last Jedi. The yeah, last... I don't get it sequence of the last jedi is poe dameron being like oh hey i'm poe dameron and she's like i'm ray and that's the end of the fucking movie I know, and i can't—I couldn't believe it when i saw it the first time i was like what yeah really mm-hmm. like this is they've been this whole time why <laughs> you know that's the, the whole that was the, the the one thing that really took me out of the you know the greater story being told but i agree with you that in uh, the rise of Skywalker in this in this case. It's very entertaining yes. to see them all bantering together Super and like doing, you know, very oh god, like Oscar Isaacs is hilarious. Yeah. Um his, his delivery on a lot of the stuff, along along with um um with Boyega, John Boyega's uh Finn, like their their banter was really great, but just like the uh the exchanges and the delivery on the return of a lot of what they were saying to each other, a lot of those quips yeah. were just really really fun they were just really enjoyable and it reminded me a lot of like harrison ford yeah um quipping and being funny in a lot of those movies yeah
0: it's a shame because there there is a clear um affinity for one another in real life Mm -hmm. that daisy really and john boyega and oscar isaac have for one another Mm -hmm. so the fact that they they didn't get to take advantage of it until just now is unfortunate um and Another, I think it's, it speaks to another problem with these three movies, and I keep coming back to the three movies, but it's, it's impossible to talk about this one without having it be in the context of the other two movies, I think. They wasted a lot of characters. They wasted a lot of characters, especially in this movie and largely in the last one. So, Rose. Yep. Completely wasted in this movie. Yeah. Um, Kelly Marie Tran went through hell. Yeah. On social media for her role in the last movie. Um, and it felt like Disney, maybe not J.J., but Disney didn't want to go through it again. and or, or had a misguided feeling that they didn't want to put her through it again. I hmm. don't know what the real answer is. But she had nothing to do in this movie. I mean... That's not entirely true. She had nothing of consequence to do in this she, movie. She
1: so I think a big part of what her role ended up being was a lot like what um like Dominic Moynihan's character and um oh, what's his name? The guy who plays Skip. Um Right. Wex, uh, yeah. yeah. Like yeah. that kind of the, the group of like rebel kind of leaders ish. Like they you know, she kind of ended up falling into that role with them. Yeah. And but- I think kind of looked at it similar to like Lando in Return of the Jedi where mm. he, he actually had a lot more to do he did. in that movie like from the beginning to the end right and so I'm not saying that it's exactly the same thing I'm just saying that I feel like they kind of used her as a another connection to the, the leadership of the resistance as they didn't have Carrie Fisher to have Princess Leia there but At the same time, I could also see that they were trying to focus way more on what was happening with the core three characters, and I've also heard a lot of like criticism of, especially with Rose, how there was no real, um, how should I say, payoff
0: with Finn's romantic relationships. Like he has, which he has several. They even went, (laughs) they they even went out of their way near the end of the film to have Rose call finn buddy oh really i didn't of, even notice to that. sort of uh uh mute the the romantic uh, thing going on between yeah, the two so of them they're just the friends one. now so yeah I, when I,
1: he like grabbed her on the shoulder before heading out for his first mission i was like mm-hmm. dude that was cold <laughs> <laughs> like she absolutely loves you and is like come back alive and yeah. he's like don't worry we will you know yeah. yeah, when when we come back or whatever. Yeah, you know? I thought
0: she deserved to be included at, on at least one of the missions that they went on. Oh sure, like at know? least
1: having more of an integral role, even at the very beginning, like with oh, the yeah. the, she, the intercepting of the. Yeah, the she most definitely should have been out. Telecommunication with whatever yeah. the communication they had that, was.
0: They had that slug in the Millennium Falcon. Why? No reason for I don't- that.
1: No, I still don't know. That, honestly, that probably would have been the perfect place perfect to put her since she's like a mechanic. Yeah, right? exactly. She's a mechanic. Yeah,
0: part of what they try to get you to think here, or what they try to explain is her what she's doing is that Leia wanted her to study the old Imperial Star Destroyers that the Emperor has Brought back as part of the mm-hmm. Sith fleet,
1: even though they're all fully equipped now. Fully equipped, know, they, wink, they, nudge, they, nudge. Yeah, they, yeah. with let's giant not, red lasers. Let's
0: not beat around this here. They
1: all have penises. They all have penises. The, <laughs> they attached the a red rocket to every single yeah, star destroyer in all, the fleet.
0: The, the Sith star destroyers in this movie all had red rockets. Yep, and it was hilarious. Pretty funny. Um, yeah, and, <laughs> and again, you know, I'm glad. <laughs> I'm glad they didn't try to shoehorn in another planet-destroying planet. You know, like the right. Death Star or uh, yeah. Star Killer Base. Yep. But then just giving all of the Star Destroyers planet destroying capabilities. The, the thing that like, I thought ah. about with that
1: was more like you should lead with that next time. Like if you're gonna do a con- like a you know gal- galactic scale conquering mission and you've got an entire fleet like this with yeah. planet killing. You should lead with that. Yeah, like you start off with that, and then you build the whatever Death Star in the background. Yeah. Like, well, it just seems silly. Yeah. But I didn't mind. Whatever. You know,
0: I, some people had a problem with the Sith fleet, and like, well, how did it come to be? I'm like, well, he did have like twenty ish years to put that thing together.
1: I mean, he could have been building it this entire time. He could have been building don't it don't the entire time. Yeah. But so. at the same time, that's another part of the. You have to suspend your disbelief yes. for a minute yeah. and remember what the original trilogies were like, and be like, um, they had two death stars in the original trilogy. Like no one thought that the second death star was a weak move. I mean, a lot of people did. That's another one of the criticisms of return of the Jedi, but you know, you could still say just the same with the original star Wars, uh, a thermal exhaust port that's only two meters wide yeah. being your giant weakness or whatever. Yeah, like it doesn't matter what the details are really. Yeah. It's about the plot and the story and what it means to the other characters. Sure. Um, and,
0: and speaking of those characters, I felt like so I felt I felt like they they wasted Rose completely. Yeah, and they shouldn't have. Yeah. They also definitely wasted Maz Kanata in the last couple of movies. Yeah, I think. she really didn't really have, have much to do in this do one do at all, other than to deliver these sort of like sage lines every now and then. Yeah, she was kind of there
1: for Leia. Just, yeah. like,
0: even, like, narrating her um, at some points was and on, weird. Yeah, and on the flip side of it, we we finally got ourselves some Knights of Ren. Yeah. And they were <laughs> wasted, too. <laughs> totally wasted. It, and Captain Phasma. Oh, my God. Not in this not movie, existing. obviously. Yeah. But uh, wasted before that. Oh, yeah, too. definitely. It feels like the Knights of Ren and Captain Phasma were created simply to sell action figures. Oh, yeah, definitely. And that, that part of it...
1: Somebody drew some really wicked concept art, yeah. and they were like, "We need that in this movie because yeah. action figures of that will sell."
0: It's really a, it's really a cynical yeah, play, absolutely. Um, because all of those characters, on the good side of things, and mm-hmm. on the on the Knights of Ren and, and Phasma side of things, could have really paid off mm-hmm. big time in these movies had they been given, um, had they been shown as legitimate threats. Yeah.
1: The, 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 the thing I always go back to with both Phasma and the Knights of Ren, especially while watching this one, was very reminiscent of Boba Fett yeah. and this idea of like, okay, you have this like faceless, uh, menacing presence that you know is trouble. And kind of looms over things throughout the series, right? Um, I mean, Boba Fett obviously doesn't really come in until Empire, but you still get to see his abilities more so in yeah. Empire Strikes <laughs> yeah, Back. Yeah, at least Be-
0: he tracks them, and yeah, and he's know. like
1: Vader's right-hand right hand dude, on Cloud City, and he's the one who like is taking Han Solo back, and he gets away with Han Solo. You know, like there's more going on there than even these characters have done combined yeah in all three of these movies yeah so you know even though i see they were kind of maybe trying to accomplish some of that same feeling that you get from boba Fett, they didn't right. <laughs> there's a really cool super awesome uh pan around shot like <laughs> that you would get out of a bad boys movie <laughs> so um but they're just up there on a hill. Yeah, like, they're up on a cliff. In a desert, staring around. Just looking cool. Like, they're posing for their fucking boy band
0: album cover. I half expected one of them to, like, to go, With arms wide open. She, you yeah, know? Should, yeah, exactly. <laughs> just really, yeah. Was... Can you take me higher? <laughs> uh, it was weird. It was very weird. It was very weird. So, you know, going to that part of the movie, you know, the the, the Resistance finds out that they've got to find this Sith Wayfinder yeah. to get to x To where the where Palpatine is, Um, and you know, I like this as sort of a a payoff for the uh, an actual reason why um, Ray took the Jedi texts, Mm. and as something that like something in there that actually helped her. Yeah. But I'm not a fan of this like MacGuffin chase that they went on. Yeah. Yeah. This sort of national treasure, Nick Cage thing that they did here. Yep. Yep. Um, It didn't have to be that way. We're gonna steal the Declaration of Independence.
1: Because there's a map to Palpatine on the back Yeah, because there's a map to Palpatine on the back. There's always a map or a GPS or – like, you guys have so many droids. What are you doing?
0: This could have been (laughs) – you could have streamlined this so easily by it just being, you know, um, somebody – maybe – well, I guess Leia couldn't have done it because she couldn't have delivered the lines. But somebody, maybe Moz, could have known that – Lando had accompanied Luke on his search for the unknown regions sure. for Exegol, and they maybe like and so. Went it looking was just for Lando. A, yes, it was just a mission to find Lando, who they do end up finding on that planet, on that desert planet. The, what is it, the he finds the, them. It's true. He does find them. He the shoots sauna. an arrow
1: through in through the eye socket of a of a which just was cool. a random, random trooper. trooper who is He's out the there. only trooper in that crowd. I don't get it. Just he's just there, just and there. then he gets yeah gets the air through his face. When he started talking, because he's got a mask on, he's mm-hmm. like kind of muffled. He sounded like Carl Weathers. He did, and I was like, "Holy shit, they're it's gonna Creed have Carl- <laughs> it's gonna be Creep Carga. like, "Oh my god," you know. But then obviously, I was like, "Wait, no, it's it's Lando." So yeah, woogie stand out in a crowd. Yeah. <laughs> he was just like so giddy. I think the whole time, yeah, that was it was good. cool. It was I nice thought, to see. I thought
0: Billy D was great yeah. in this movie. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> yeah, he's so doing, good, and you start I love to finish. Him. I love him still creeping on Leia to a certain extent. Oh my extent. god! Give he's her like, my love. he's like, give
1: Leia my love. Give her my love. And then, you know, so I've got um, it here in a jar. No, oh, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Ew. Ew. Uh, <laughs> and then Ray just being like, "No, I'm not going to do that." Yeah. So there, they,
0: you know, there's some some things happen here. They're evading some first order stuff. That party was really cool. Party was really cool. the, really the cool. Burning Man
1: uh, yes. slash like, desert Burning Man uh, color festival that yeah. was going on was I thought that was really cool. Yeah,
0: I there was a very very sweet uh, moment with uh, the children of that planet like watching a puppet show and Ray, you know, sort of have sort of. Um, looking at them and reflecting on what this is all about and trying to make sure that th- these children can grow up in a universe that's not divided in a universe that's safe and these kinds of things. Um, we get another one of those interactions between Ray and Kylo across space and uh, across space, you mm-hmm. know, Kylo's in yep. a ship. And I don't know. Okay. So this was, this was another issue I kind of had with this movie. I, I know that they established this connection in the last movie, in The Last Jedi. Yep. But it was explained in that movie that it was Snoke, and as we know now, really Palpatine, who forced that connection yep. and allowed it to occur. Yep. In this movie, we apparently, without explanation, have gotten to a point where, well, maybe if you if you connect some dots, I guess you could explain it if you wanted to, but we get to a point where not only can they speak to one another across the vastness of space, they can now physically interact with one another yep. throughout the vastness. So, in this scene, Kylo reaches out and grabs this necklace off of Rey that yep. she was given, and that's how they find them. They trace the beads on this necklace to wherever she was at, and that's how they find them. And I okay, if if you want to if you want to lean into this idea that Rey and Kylo are so tightly connected, the force that they can do this on their own now mm-hmm. because he did say you know this isn't in the last movie he said this isn't you Your right effort would kill you yeah um i guess if you want to make that leap to them now being able to do it on their own
1: well i think that's one of the parts of establishing their kind of like pepperedness at the beginning of the film mm-hmm. is like saying okay these are not the same characters um, you know, Kylo is pretty much the same, but obviously has learned some new moves. Yeah. Um, and he's, you know, much more driven at this point. Yeah. It seems like. Um, but also Ray has definitely advanced in her skills and training with Leia. And so I think it kind of is just going back to the idea of both of these characters being really powerful, but specifically how they are a dyad. Yeah. He says they're a dyad, yes, they're yeah. a dyad um, which is like okay, Uh, you know, like I think that would have been fine if they hadn't made it about Snoke Mm -hmm. doing it in the last one yeah, or made it about like how, you know, only a super powerful Jedi like Luke could have projected himself across the distance of the galaxy, Mm -hmm. but then it killed him. Like that was, it it was so powerful that it killed him. So they do this like three or four times throughout the film. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's one of the things I kind of agree where I'm like, it's a little wishy-washy there, It wasn't really kind of built up to this like level of like, Oh, I believe that this is to all, this all makes sense. It but, didn't, it wasn't really clear. But I
0: think one of the things that, you know, if I'm, if I'm playing devil's advocate for myself, one of the things that I think we both agree on um, is that um, the idea that the force is a very flexible instrument, right? Mm, it can yeah. kind of, it, it's a, it's a plot element yeah. that sort of allows you to explain things, in a Right. So, so, I'm okay with it. I'm yeah. not against it. No, yeah. It was just, it was, it was jarring yeah. to see them interact so much yeah. physically with one another. It, one thing to talk to each other and have yeah. a conversation. Well, and it lends
1: itself to, it helps move the story along in yes. several instances. Oh, so, like definitely. for the, in this case, when he grabs the necklace, he has somebody analyze it so that they can tell where they are mm-hmm. because that's what at this point that's what they're doing yeah, they're, they're trying hunting. to find Ray yeah, so he figures out where she is and she goes along. later on in the movie they're going at it and he has no idea where she is again but then they knock over Vader's helmet or whatever Vader's ashes and that's how he figures out where Yeah, she I mean, is. they're
0: having a full on lightsaber fight yeah exactly you know across and, and granted in that instance they were much closer to one another mm-hmm. you know she was in orbit on his ship and yep. he was on the planet And so they were I guess if you're <laughs> that part was kind of silly too because they were shooting part of the scene like from his
1: perspective and from from her perspective yeah. so like the part where he is saying i don't know where you are but you're hard to find he's standing in his own room yeah and i'm like what do you mean you well, don't know I where think, she is I, I
0: think the way that's supposed to go is whenever you see one of them you're only seeing what that person is saying exactly yeah.
1: I, I understand yeah. and i get why they did it that way i just feel like it would have made it a more impactful it would have made that line feel more like i don't yeah. know uh, I guess realistic yeah. or like if, in fitting with the character, if they were like showing it from his perspective rather than hers, sure. <laughs> which is an editing nit- 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 nitpick. But yeah. I just thought it was really funny where he's like, I don't know where you are right now. And he's standing in his own room. Yeah. <laughs> <And I'm> like, <laughs> um,
0: uh, <laughs> like, what are you doing? The other, the last thing I'll say about this sort of forced interaction thing that they have um, is that it does seem like if, okay, let's, let's assume that they're able to do this and be okay with their, the fact that they're able to have this power. Hmm given how strong we know that the emperor is and the fact that he caused this connection in the first place, shouldn't he then be privy to every conversation that they have via this particular power? Mm -hmm. So that part of it kind of messed with me because they're definitely having conversations that he Doesn't want they don't want him to know about. Yeah,
1: I think that's kind of the other part where you have to suspend disbelief and be like, okay, if this emperor, if the emperor is all all seeing, all powerful, then why doesn't he know exactly what's going on at all times? times. Which it seems like he genuinely doesn't at certain points in this story. In the originals, it seemed like he was like kind of all 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 knowing, but at the same time, he clearly didn't because Vader was doing a lot of his own stuff at the same time too. Yeah, so.
0: There's some shrouded There's, things. Yeah.
1: yeah. There's definitely a gray area in
0: the force. Yeah. And that's fine. No big deal. Yeah. Um another really cool force power uh that we saw Ray have in this movie was something that we saw, and spoilers for uh episode seven of the Mandalorian here, something that we saw the baby oh, yeah. Yoda have, mm-hmm. which is this much rumored but never seen until the Mandalorian force healing power. Yeah. Where you know, as Rey explains it, she's giving some of her force, some of her life force mm-hmm. to another person in order to heal them. Mm-hmm. She does it with this big serpent on this planet. Um, she ends up doing it with Kylo later in the movie. I knew
1: she was going to do it as soon as I saw the wounds on the, yeah. on the, oh, on of the course. snake. I was of like, course. he's wounded. She's making eye contact. She's going to fucking heal him, and it's going to be just like Baby Yoda. And yeah. that's the connection that I totally called that was going to happen. It but it wasn't the one that I was yeah, thinking it was yeah. going to It wasn't as big, but it still it happened.
0: It will be interesting to see if it informs the Mandalorian at all. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because sure. if a very young for for his species, yeah. baby Yoda, is giving of his own life force yeah. in order to heal people, yep. is that going to affect him? Like yeah. is he going to suffer because of it?
1: Yeah, maybe he'll end up uh having to revive the Mandalorian by the end of it and die. Maybe. And then we'll be a dealing with the death oh, baby Yoda. let's not talk but about i really it. hope it doesn't happen that way let's not talk about it so um yeah
0: um there's a there's that scene in this in this particular thing where we get the 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 force flip yep. of ray over uh kylo super cool tie fighter. i wasn't
1: a fan of it in the original trailer but i liked the payoff
0: it looked cool yeah um there was
1: a lot of force flipping in this one tons of force flipping. i think that was kind of another just sending it home that these were two very seasoned force users now. And yeah. like there's a lot of force flipping in the original tr- not, or the not the original the trilogy, the prequels. Yeah. But I, also Return of the Jedi.
0: I like that. I, I really did like that idea. And it's not something I thought of until just now, but I do like the idea that we went from the height of the Jedi thing where all of the Jedi could do these crazy yep. things. I can backflip all day long. Yeah. To the lowest point of the Jedi where Luke is just like very novice. He's figuring it out on his just own. Just figuring basically. it out on his own. And now we're back to a place where we've got this sort of elevated forced user thing again that's kind of a cool thing that happened here mm-hmm. um we definitely thought we lost chewbacca uh um, <sighs> here i and was gonna be so mad i was too the you know with the scene where they're trying to you know they so they take the knights of ren and the stormtroopers take chewy hostage yeah and they put him on a transport ship and you get this exchange between uh ray and kylo where he's they're both, she's trying to pull the ship down. He's trying to push it out. They're playing tug of war They're playing tug with of war this with transport. This ship, and it forces Ray to show. It, it forces Ray's. She hand. forces too hard. She forces a little <laughs> too hard. Um, she forces the force, which is easy to say. And she. Not redundant. Lost control. She lost too, control. Too soon? Too soon, yeah. <laughs> <And,
2: laughs> yeah, you know, performance issues. Yeah, performance
0: um, issues. It, <laughs> and. and you see the Sith lightning. Yeah, she uses Sith lightning. She
1: uses the Force lightning yeah. on the transport and blows it blows up. Blows
0: it up. And at that point, we all thought we lost Chewie. I well, was... she
1: even cries out, Chewie. Yeah. But that thing... <laughs> God, poor John Boyega. The whole point of this, the whole time in this movie, Just all yelling. he's doing is frigging yelling yeah. at the top of his lungs like... Everything they got Chewie, they got him. Yeah, and then yeah, and he's pointing at the transport, and that's what gets her to like start force grabbing or whatever. Yeah. So I thought that this was going to be another moment of her being like, "Look how fucking powerful I am," which it was, mm-hmm. but also she didn't realize how powerful she was and used the force lightning. Yeah, and I get why they did that. Yes, because it's supposed to be that connection between her and Palpatine. But Count Dooku used force lightning in Episode Two, and we know that like lots of Sith can do that. So like, why was that the thing that made her realize the truth?
0: I don't think it was that necessarily. I just thought it was a a further indication to her that she's got darkness within. Okay. Because she's clearly at that point, she's very shaken. Yeah. And And she
1: was actually very angry in that scene too. Yeah. She
0: was very angry and she's kind of starting to look at herself and think about her visions and think Mm. about all these things and be like, Holy crap. Am I, am I about to slide into the major darkness here? And yeah, you know, that's um, fair. And it, 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 you know, we get into it a little bit later on in the movie, but I'm glad we didn't lose Chewie. Yeah, in this scene, I said all along there was it,
1: nothing to indicate that he was really in there, right? Except for when we see him getting loaded into a transport, right? And that's why I was like, they wouldn't do him an in they wouldn't do an injustice like that. I wouldn't like, think so. Not even just like giving him, a, oh, it's Chewie in there, and like having a big moment of like it's yeah, you know, or, it blows or like up he or sacrifices
0: he in order to like make something happened yeah he blows the thing yeah. up on his own He's like we can't let them himself. get the dagger so i'm gonna S- ps- yeah.
1: sabotage the ship and blow it up with all these grenades
0: perfect example, or something
1: you know like yeah. if that was the route then we would have all been like way more sad about it
0: way more sad but also like way to go out on a high note yeah no exactly you like
1: know. it's a it's a more fitting end for his character
0: and, and on, a, on a larger scale here as glad as i am that they didn't kill Chewie in this movie because i i've said all along if they did i was going to start throwing things yeah Um, they should have, there should have been, I, in my opinion, there should have been more one or two more heavy losses Mm. in this movie. The C-3PO thing, which we'll get to in just a second here was a huge bait and switch that I was not okay with. Yeah. Um, and, (laughs) and he was a character that, you know, it it was, it was sad to think about losing Mm. and especially there at was, that moment they that, did,
1: they did such a great job of building up to that yeah. moment you know ray being like you're the only one who or you're you're the one who knows you know the odds better than any of yeah. us he knows the odds better than any of us and like this character who's been comic relief largely through the entire yeah. series now has this moment to like come through for them and yeah. do something that's like actually worthwhile uh you know in the grander scheme of things and so suddenly everybody's like oh shit we we love him. Yeah. Like we don't want to lose him, but we're but we're feeling like we're going to, and then it seems like we are and yeah. have, but then he's fine.
0: Yeah, and to explain for people, well, I mean, you've seen the movie. Hopefully, you're not listening to this having not seen the movie, it's, but spoilers, whatever. Spoilers, whatever. But <laughs> we warned um, you. But yeah, I thought it was a very, as much as I don't like having the the dagger and all the other MacGuffins and whatever that kind of they were, they were using, it was kind of interesting that. He had to translate a thing on there. It was in a language that his programming would not allow him to speak. It, it made
1: sense. I liked that idea too. Yeah, like cool. how the emperor probably would have been like, no one can decipher Sith. Yeah. No more Sith deciphering from droids because right. we're erasing all of the history. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So um, so they're on the ship um, and they're realizing that the only way to get the dagger back um, is to... Is to, uh, or not get the dagger back, but to find out where Exegol is, I yep. should say, because at this point they all think Chewie's dead. Yeah, they're not on a they're not on a Chewie rescue yep. mission. and he died with the dagger, so died. they don't have it any longer. Right. So the only way to get to Exegol is, and to find this Wayfinder, is to uh, have the. Um, Have three PO read whatever it was that is in his memory banks from the from the Sith thing. But the only way to do that is to do a full mind wipe of three PO and sort of reset him, hard reset him, and have him like say these words or whatever. So they, you know, they go to this planet. uh, What was it called? I don't even see that's that's the problem they have so many planets watched it three
1: times now. i still don't remember what that one was at
0: this point either but you go to the planet where we meet uh zori bliss that's right which which was i thought a really fun inclusion in this in this uh series she was cool i did not
1: envy her having to wear that head thing no that like uh, the helmet looked cool but that didn't look like it was very comfortable at all no
0: not at all not at all and um it it was a it was fun to learn a little bit more about Poe's backstory mm-hmm. about him former being spice runner. former spice runner and stuff like Finn that. Finn
1: kind of jabbing him for it all yeah. the time. That scene where he's like, You were a spice runner? And he's like, You were a stormtrooper. And then Rey goes, You were a spice runner? And yeah. he goes, you
0: were, <laughs> you were a scavenger? We do this all day. Yeah. Like, it was really funny. It was a good line. And, and, and how this again points out how useless the knights of ren are so they track them to this planet they're literally around the corner yeah they track them to this planet and they're walking around as a crew you know just sort of creeping around corners yep can't find them looking looking threatening yeah looking mean looking hella mean yep but not doing it thug life yes straight up thug life (laughs) not doing anything um, and so they've gone to this planet so they can, they can find the mechanic to get the message out of 3PO's head. They find, they find Boba, or no, or Babu, Babu, Frick, Babu Frick, who was maybe I my favorite him. new yeah, inclusion in this movie. Yeah. This tiny little alien, yep. he's so great. What's with all the tiny aliens coming out of Star Wars all of a sudden? They're like adorable and
1: hilarious at the same time. Yeah, it's so
0: great. I, I really really like it. Um and also we got introduced on the ship that they came in to Dio. That's right. The yeah. new droid. Yep. So who was I, I
1: guess like a Sith droid or something? Well, he was with Or he was on the Sith ship. He was so.
0: on, he was with a guy who was a Jedi hunter. Right. Um the the well, I won't get into the explanation of it, but he was yeah, he was on this ship. Um, and I love that he's, like, a personal space droid. Yeah. So, like, anytime somebody tried to touch him, he's like, no, thank you. No, thank, no, you. thank you. Did you and catch
1: that it was J.J. Uh, Abrams' voice?
0: Yes. I, I like well, that. Well, I heard that. Uh, I didn't catch it, but I heard gotcha. about it later yep. on. Yeah. Yep. Um, but he was he was a nice inclusion. I liked him. I liked that he spoke basic. Yeah. I liked that it wasn't, like, some we didn't have to, like, listen to beeps and boops anymore yeah. and try True. to figure that yeah. stuff out. Um, so they go there, um, and... Uh, they get the message out of three PO that the other Wayfinder is on Endor, a moon of Endor, mm. where the other, where the second Death Star has crashed. Right. Um. So, which is where the Emperor died. Right. Or you know, quote unquote died.
1: <laughs> it's where Vader died. It's also where Vader ended the Emperor and the end of Return of the Jedi happens. So that's significant to right. the larger story, I think. Right.
0: And through the course of this um ray feels chewbacca's presence Re- right so as the first as the first order tracks them there and kylo ren gets there with his star his star destroyer that has chewbacca on board it she feels his presence and realizes that he's alive so they go on the chewbacca uh, rescue mission right onto this star destroyer um which i thought was a- it was a fun sequence yeah and they got up there they had to split up or they didn't have to split up but they ended up splitting up
1: well they they split up this was one of the sequences I felt was maybe the most Star Wars of the movie. Yeah. Because it, it, it was of the original like the original Star Wars. Like yeah. they, it's this group of of people with varying skills that end up going to save somebody on this Imperial ship. Yeah. And they have to split up at one point because Ray senses a disturbance and needs to go check it out. And she finds the dagger and mm-hmm. Chewie's stuff. Meanwhile, Rey and Finn, or Finn and uh, Poe go to find Chewie. Mm-hmm. And there's a whole bunch of other stuff that ensues. But it's like, you know, the whole sequencing of them being on this ship and like breaking in basically and then having to break out at the same time. And, you know, there's an exchange between Kylo and Rey. Yeah, this is like, where that one. It's all yeah. very reminiscent of all the stuff that happens on the Star Destroyer. Yeah. Um, with the exception of, I guess, Huck's.
0: Yeah, Hux is a spy. Right. Um I I liked Hux as a spy.
1: It was really funny, the it was, reveal.
0: It was really funny of a reveal. Um, you I thought <laughs> I thought it play I thought Donald Gleason played it really well. It was pretty great. Um, I'm the spy. You know, I think <laughs> And and he ended up getting what what he had coming to him anyway. Oh I thought. You oh, know, yeah. so they shot him in the leg to make it seem like, you know, yeah. so he did no one suspected anything. That was but funny. then uh, another new character in this movie, uh, mm. Richard E. Grant yeah. playing general pride. Uh, yeah. General pride. He was awesome. Richard E. Grant is a treasure yep. and he was fantastic in this, um, in the limited amount of screen time he had, he made a big impact. Yeah.
1: I thought. He was w- definitely one of the most, like, you know, this guy's a real threat. Like yeah. he's an Imperial, you know, officer. He's from the empire. We find out later. Yeah. Um, like the old empire, and and now from for the first order, so he's like a real threat.
0: Yeah, I loved, I loved it, and I, I, it made me wish even more that they had kept. I don't at the start of uh, the Last Jedi, uh, the commander of the uh, uh, Admiral Piet. No, the 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 commander of the huge ship that they take out at the start of the Last Jedi, uh, Commander Kennedy. He's got like, he's that real gruff. Oh, sorry, guy. sorry. I was
1: trying I was thinking Return of the Jedi. No, on the, uh, so he's like on, the, he's Dreadnought. on the, uh, the Dreadnought. He's on the Dreadnought. He's on the Dreadnought. yes. Like, I
0: wish they had kept him around. Yeah. Because he felt like a real, like, imperial yeah. no, guy. No, I know. That was kind of know? the
1: biggest thing is I felt like Hux ended up being this real, just like, weasel type character. Yeah. And then he had really nothing to do with this movie except, like, being the spy. Well, and,
0: and it, I thought it worked because he really had nothing to do without Snoke. You know, Snoke, true. Snoke made That's it clear, true. you know, why do I even keep him around? Yeah, It's because I'm playing off his fears and I'm playing, you know, it's important yeah. to have this using kinda, him. And... he's a puppet. And yeah. now that the, now that the puppet master is gone, mm-hmm. you know, from this, from as far as Snoke is concerned, you know, he kind of just sort of flapping in the wind with crazy Kylo Ren running things. And, you know, he even says, he's like, I don't want you to win. Mm-hmm. I just don't, I just need Kylo Ren to lose. Yeah. Um. So I, I was interesting, yeah. I was but, too, totally cool with it. Now, and it—it's this part of the movie where I think I, I've said this to a couple people talking about it. This part of the movie is where you have to make a decision, whether or not you're going to just go with it mm-hmm. and give yourself over to the plot of the movie and be mm-hmm. okay with it, and ride, give yourself to the dark yeah, side. Yeah, and ride it but out. It's not
1: the dark side; it's the light.
0: Yeah. You fools! But just kidding. everything that's happened up till now has been sort of very standard Star Warsy stuff. And it was in very a lot, Star Warsy. very Star Warsy. a lot of fun. There was, you know, good action, all that kind of stuff. At this point, when they're trying to escape the Star Destroyer and Kylo Ren comes back to confront Rey and confronts her with her true parentage. Because mm. she asks him. Yeah. She's like, why? Why does he want me? Both. I will say this. Both times we saw this movie. I was the people to my immediate right who were not with us audibly scoffed. Yeah. When the reveal was made mm-hmm. and the re- reveal is obviously that she is the granddaughter of Palpatine. Yep. I, I wish they hadn't done this. Yeah. Um, I, I did both. I, I hedged my bets on this one a little bit, right? Sure. I accepted that this was the path that they went, they were going to go down because, okay, this is the path that they're going to go down. But in hindsight, I really wish they hadn't done this.
1: Yeah, um, I'm. I agree. I think it kind of. Even though I wasn't a huge fan of The Last Jedi when it came out, um, I feel like it belittled what Ryan Johnson managed to accomplish. Yeah, and let's talk
0: about movie. this for a second too. They retconned. Oh my God. Almost all, all of, of it. The Last Jedi. <laughs> yeah, almost all of it, save for a couple small details. Yeah, they totally retconned the thing, and I'm not. Sure, I'd love to hear how you feel about that, just as a general sort of thing that they did.
1: Yeah, I mean. I, So, you know, part of me felt when I when I went and saw The Last Jedi, I felt really disappointed or like I had been um, kind of taken advantage of as a Star Wars fan, because a lot of those things that happened in The Force Awakens were basically erased. Yeah. And it took me going through a lot of like like rewatching the entire saga, first of all leading up to this also uh, a really great breakdown of the last jedi on youtube um, by this guy called narrel it's n-e-r-r-e-l just look it up and watch it it's That's so great. so so good so and it great. honestly completely changed the way that i saw not only the last jedi but like the greater story of what the mythos in star wars is mm-hmm. um and and so the idea that ray ended up not being anybody right like the point that that the the part where in the last Jedi where Kylo is like you're nobody your parents were nobody it doesn't matter basically that was awesome because Mm -hmm. it basically it took everything that the fans were gibbering about and basically been like it doesn't matter what you speculate or what you think or it doesn't matter that what your last name is which is another theme in this movie but it basically says that it does matter by the end of it yeah and that's the thing that I most disliked about it was the the ending of the film, which we'll get to at at that point. But yeah, yeah, I would say at this, at I agree with you that I'm disappointed that this ended up being the result of it. I'm not so angry that I want them to like redo the movie. No, 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 no. But I also feel like, yes, it could have
0: been better. Yeah. Like I said, I, when it happened, I had both reactions. I was like, Really? Yeah. All right. Well, here we go. Yeah. You know, and it's okay. It, and, and ultimately it's okay, but it, the, it works out in the story. And I think you've said something to me uh, via text early, it was either earlier today or just yesterday about how you would have changed the end of the movie. Yeah. And when we get there, yeah. I'm very curious to hear what you have to say, because I think we both think the same thing without having discussed it with one another. Sure. Um, And her being a Palpatine plays into that. definitely. Um, So, um, Yeah. Huge reveal at that point. So this is the ma- this is a major turning point in the movie. Um, they she boards the Falcon and they fly off because the landing gears all screwed up, right? Yeah. <laughs> so the ship itself is just screwed up it's in this movie. Literally on fire. It's Literally on fire. That's at one, one of point. the. Yeah. yeah. I mean that actually happens earlier in the <laughs> it film. happens but earlier. Yeah.
1: No. That the, the Falcon takes a beating. Yeah. As well, the lights, it, as the it light. The light speed does. skipping was crazy. That was cool though. That was cool. It was super cool. Yeah.
0: Um, so anyways, they fly off to uh, the moon, moon of Endor. Uh, to where the, uh, the uh, Wayfinder is supposed to be. Um, they get there. They use that stupid dagger again. That was the dumbest. As Yeah, as like a compass. That was the thing. dumbest
1: part. Uh, that, that was the only part, I would mm-hmm. say, in this entire film where I audibly went, what? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, first of all, it, it's obvious from a marketing standpoint why you would do something like that. But second of all, that's like the dumbest use of it. I agree. You know, like at first, when she like pulls the little extension thing out of the hilt of yeah. the dagger and she like holds it up to the disc, I was like, oh, maybe she's gonna like hold it up to like the disc mm-hmm. where the weapon was or something, and that's gonna like reveal something. Mm-hmm. But she like scans across the wreckage, the of, the wreckage of the ship and just happens to find a perfect jagged line of the wreckage. Yeah. That doesn't make any fucking it makes sense. No sense whatsoever. Like, who the hell? I get it. You need yeah. you need to have a reason for her to like go to a specific part of the ship because there's yeah, you you don't know, I guess wh- where where exactly this thing is going to be. But yeah. As we find out, it happens to be in the throne room, in the throne room. on the Death Star, yep. which was on the blueprints of the Death Star, which would have just been another thing for them to grab while they were on that giant friggin' you know star destroyer or something. Like it would have been so easy to fit
0: that in there right. rather than having this yeah. stupid
1: fucking extendable totally. viewfinder.
0: Honestly, I would have been okay with uh, with something we've already talked about now. This sort of um, unexplained but suspension of disbelief thing. I would have been okay if they had shown up on that planet. They've been staring at that Death Star, yeah. And Ray just was just had a feeling of where it was, sure, and was led another, there by yeah, the Force. Another
1: super easy plot device. Because
0: ulti- ultimately, when she gets out to the Death Star, mm-hmm. and she find when you know they're busy fixing the ship. She gets she takes off on her own and goes out to the Death Star to mm-hmm. to find this Wayfinder. Ultimately, when she gets out there, she finds her version of the Dagobah cave, right? Right? Yeah. Um, and Luke, when he found the the Dagobah cave, he just like had a feeling about it. Mm. He felt cold. He felt, you know, you know, he just sort of had an instinct about this thing where he had to go and check it out because it felt so wrong. If she had her own version of this thing out there, yeah. she should have been as strong as she is. Yeah. She should have been able to be like, I know where it is. See, that's you know? the funny thing, though. is go out there. I felt that
1: the her version of the Dagobah cave was what happened in the last Jedi when she goes to like seek out the truth about her family lineage or whatever.
0: Yeah. I mean, it was a, it was kind of a version of that, but nothing, nothing truly happened there. You know, no, especially certainly not in the way that it happened in this one. I mean, um, I
1: don't think anything really happened here either. Like well, the whole point of Luke's exploration through the darkness in the cave was that he had a, a hint or a vision that he was related or connected to Darth Vader. He well, didn't realize um, it at the time. I
0: think it was more at that point because he didn't know yet of his parentage. Well, yeah, it was more about whether or not he was going to turn to the dark side or not. Whether he he had the, you know, it, it that showed was just him. another
1: facet of it, though. it. Yeah,
0: but and but this is what I thought. This is what it accomplished in this one too. So she gets out there to the Death Star. She climbs around. She does her scavenger thing. She, yep. she gets up to the throne room. She goes to
1: the. Did you notice the thing she was climbing was yes. the same? Uh, the energy or the the um, the um, what you call it the. Uh, Tractor beam generator yeah. thing that Obi-Wan is, like, messing with in mm-hmm. the first Death Star. Yeah. Not, just a nice little thing. It's a cool detail. Yeah. yeah. And then the music playing when she climbs into the uh, the throne room is mm-hmm. the same music that plays when Vader is dying on yes. the Death Star. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome moment.
0: Very cool. And again, and it goes without saying, but the score yeah. in this movie- John Williams. Is absolutely incredible. Also
1: uh, does a cameo. Yes. yes. Uh, he's, like, the bartender. Yeah, yeah. At that Boba Frick's place.
0: Yeah. 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 Uh, Great, 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 great music. Um, amazing callbacks. The new stuff was really good, and the mm-hmm. way they interwove it, fantastic. Super good. Just I don't even I don't even know you shouldn't even have yeah. to say that. But ten it's really out of great. ten. So she gets up. She gets up there, and I, this is what I'm saying is like I think this scene perfectly mirrored the the Luke one from from Empire Strikes Back because she she finds this. Well, first of all, she's looking for the wayfinder. She's looking though. for the wayfinder, but f- this door opens in yeah. this throne room. There's no way anything would work. There's no hidden bookcase. Yeah. There, it's just there, There's off no, to the left. And I'm going to have to watch The Return of the Jedi again um, because yeah. I wanted to look for this door. <laughs> You know,
1: <laughs> it's not there, man. You're
0: never going to see it. It's never going to be so, there. Yeah, I, I don't think it will be either. No. But um, so I like,
1: honestly, the thing I was looking at, especially this time, the third time watching it, was like, where is the room? Because yeah. when they pan over. Well, you can see it. Like, I looked for the same there, thing. It's there. It's there. But yeah. it's like funny because they're panning from the outside of, like, it's just all this r- rumble. It's, it's all this rubble. Wreckage, yeah. All this wreckage. Yeah. So it's like the door looks like it kind of doesn't go anywhere unless you're like really looking for it. Yeah. But it, when she it goes whatever.
0: in there and she finds a way. Finder, but she also gets confronted by her own yeah. Force vision, Darth Ray, of Darth Ray. Who we see in the trailer, yeah, yeah, with the crazy lightsaber thing. And yep. it was too short a fight. Yeah. I really wanted that fight to go on a bit more because it is—it was so cool to see her dark with a double-sided lightsaber really going at it she and also
1: her, like overpower her like right away yeah
0: and she does like this really creepy thing where she like kisses at her she she's does like, a bilbo sh- she, yeah.
1: she pulls a bilbo baggins yeah. and uh from uh, from people who have watched the lord of the rings there's a scene where bilbo baggins is like reaching for the ring mm-hmm. and he gets kind of a golem like face or yeah. like evil like sharp teeth, sharp teeth and, yeah. yeah and she does a hiss yeah. in this scene and like i, I liked that um the the like the reasoning or the the use of that lightsaber being mm-hmm. like a switchblade kind of like she locks her own lightsaber in between both the blades or whatever to like you know get her stuck there basically mm-hmm. and then yeah she like scares her and she Throw falls it, out it, of it, the room
0: and kylo's there yep and he um, picks up the wayfinder because she dropped crushes it. it yep and he's like hand. nope no gps for you yeah it's like the only way you're going to x-goals with me kind of thing yep um and so I just kind of wished out, but again, I thought that served to show her even more. So we have got two instances. Now her using unintentionally using the, the lightning mm, and yeah. her seeing the dark vision of herself. Yep. It's just furthering this idea that she's got darkness within her. Yeah. And it's
1: obviously um, creating a lot of, uh, conflict within Marie's character yes. because she's really scared this whole time she's that super, she's going to
0: be evil. Yes. Super scared of it. And then we get what I thought was probably the standout lightsaber fight in this whole movie. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, Of Ray and Kylo going at it, I don't think. What's interesting is, at no point during this fight did I feel like Kylo was actually trying to kill Ray. He wasn't. I think he's trying to keep her. He want. He's just trying to fight her to a standstill. He was trying to wear her down, I think,
1: and he does. Yeah. Oh, like he he gets love her hand by the end of it. Yeah,
0: but then we get um we get the scene of. Uh, Leia. Don't no, wait. But before that, we have one
1: more scream from John Boyega.
0: Yeah, <laughs> right. And before he gets pushed back. Yeah, because like, he's run out there. He's come out there so, to try to save her. Yeah. So
1: useless. He runs down there mm-hmm. and is just screaming. And then Ray goes no and force pushes him back before a giant wave comes through or yeah. whatever. And so like obviously it separates them. It shows like some of the tension with Ray and like how she wants to keep Finn out of it and all that. But I just thought it was really like it just keeps it, ha- it just keeps happening in yeah. this movie by the. <laughs> end of the movie it's so funny it is funny. i can't not laugh at it the last time he does it he's he's screaming at lando yeah. who obviously can't hear him no he's just he's like lando <laughs> you did it you did it just like like oh god oh, maybe links? i just I want to know. know like how many lozenges or how, you know how much tea boyega had to drink on set yeah. like every day especially
0: if you did multiple takes of that god, yeah. holy
1: crap yeah. like all day long just screaming at the top of your lungs it's funny because i call back i know why they did it like there's <laughs> The dramatic ep- scene in Episode Seven when he's like screaming no 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 because Kylo's got Ray right. and she's he's about to take her to Starkiller Base and he's like no and he goes Ray just as they're taking off and it's super dramatic and yes. awesome but yeah. that's the only time he does it yeah because there's really only one time to do a dramatic scream like that and in this one he does it four times <laughs> it it's does just it a lot. so ridiculous he does it a lot so uh, yeah so anyways.
0: we also get in the scene uh Leia yeah um, in her final act. Yeah, this is it. Reaching out to her son to try to get his attention. So I've heard a couple different explanations of this, and mm-hmm. I think the one I like the most is because first, my first thought is, why didn't she just do this before? Like, why why wait until now? I would have killed her. Then that that's what I'm. That's what I was going to. It get killed at.
1: Luke. It's the same. Although the thing is, like, you don't see her there. Yeah,
0: she didn't project herself. Although I do wonder if part of it was forcing the memory of. her. His father into that scene.
1: So yeah, I think that's probably. I like that explanation of it. Me too. I think there's also like you know you could make an argument that because of her own uh, limits with the force, like her own abilities with the force, that just having called out that distance Mm -hmm. with the force um, would have killed her. That kind of thing because. you know there's moments through the original trilogy and an empire and in return of the jedi where leia can feel something happen or she mm-hmm. can feel like luke or something yeah. like that and then in force awakens she can feel uh han when he dies and that mm-hmm. kind of thing like there's different moments there that she can feel those things but we're still not really privy to like how powerful leia actually was right. in the force and so if projecting himself across the galaxy was something that Took everything that Luke Skywalker had and killed him. Yeah. Um. It stands to reason that doing something as small as calling out using your own voice through the vo- through yeah. the Force would have also been really difficult, yeah. and especially for an aged Leia yeah. who already wasn't that super powerful with the Force. Um. It, you know, or at least wasn't experienced enough with it mm-hmm. that that would have been the, that would have taken a toll on her as well.
0: Yeah. The only I think is this is a total nitpick. The only maybe little problem I have with that is that. If she had been able to do this before, it feels like the kind of sacrifice that Leia, General Leia, would have made in order to save the galaxy earlier. Mm. If she felt like she could reach her son and turn the tide of things, yeah. I feel I feel like she would have made that sacrifice long ago. That's
1: kind of what I thought she was going to do in The Last Jedi yeah. because there's that scene where he he hesitates and he doesn't kill her. Yeah. Because he's like flying around the ship or whatever, and then you know they they have a moment. They don't say anything to each other, but they can obviously feel each other. Yeah. And he he doesn't he doesn't pull the trigger, but then she gets sucked down into space anyways yeah. and uses her force powers and there's a whole other thing yeah, behind that the whole thing. whatever. But um, we won't talk about that right now. But the <laughs> um, another time I'd love to. But yes. the the point is that in this case I think they maybe had originally intended to have Leia be there oh certainly instead of having harrison ford yes i totally agree um, with that like and i feel like that would have added so much more weight if it was her and her and uh if it was leia and ben interacting yeah because it's like you know all sons love their mothers you know that kind of thing it's obviously it runs a lot of those themes home but i still think despite that despite it not being exactly like maybe the perfect thing it was still really damn
0: it was it was very good you know um Ray goes dark again, stabs him. Yeah, well, she
1: uses that opportunity to just just, take his his own saber and stabs him right through with it. Yeah,
0: he gets distracted. She stabs him. But then she realizes that Leia has died in trying to reach him. She feels it through the force. And then heals up kylo using yeah her she uses her force using healing powers, and yeah. then runs off takes his he takes his tie fighter and flies off she
1: yeah she she does a hit and run she's yeah. she, she swipes his tie she, she just a, steals it it was a force and run it was a grand tie auto no grand theft tie grand theft tie grand theft tie grand theft tie <laughs> um
0: grand theft tie fighter okay <laughs> so she takes off um and then we get a scene with We get a scene with Kylo sort of ruminating on the situation. It might have actually, the sequence of it, not quite this. But as we mentioned, Kylo has a scene with Harrison Ford with his his dad. And, you know, it's obviously just a memory of him. That was the biggest Um, surprise to me. I thought so, too. I was
1: not expecting Harrison Ford in this movie. When I
0: heard Harrison's voice, I said this the other day, when I heard Harrison's voice and he started to turn to face him. Yeah, yeah. All I could think was, please don't be a, please don't be a, ble- <laughs> don't be don't a, be a blue ghost. ghost. Please don't be a blue ghost because <laughs> if they had made Han a blue ghost, yeah. I might've walked out of the theater. Yeah. Um, that been I funny. would not have walked out of the theater, that but you get funny. my drift. Yeah. It would have been very upsetting. Yeah. Um, so, uh, they have a, they have a very good exchange, very nice exchange. It's a, it, it's. It's a replay of the one from The Force Awakens when yep. he gets killed on the bridge, but right it, before he kills Han Solo, right. But it goes the other way. That's right, right. It, it,
1: and it's different for both of them. Like the the it's obvious. He says, you know, you, um, you're just a memory. He's like, I'm your memory. Mm-hmm. He says, my son's still in there. And He says, no, it's too late. But then the difference here is that like Han reaches out to him right there, mm-hmm. and I think one of the coolest parts of this scene and the movie, honestly, is. Ben says, "Dad." Yeah, he calls him Dad, yeah. and then Harrison says, "I know." Yeah, just like in Empire Strikes Back, when yeah. I, when Princess Leia is, "I love you," I know. It's yeah. a callback to that, but it's also this like really meaningful connection between the father and son, and what we kind of hoped had happened in the first or in the in the Force Awakens. Yeah, um, but it up ends up happening
0: here. Yeah, um,
1: I really loved that.
0: I'm on record as saying I didn't want them to redeem Kylo Ren. Yeah, in this movie, I know. I still. Don't I'm on record as saying I called it. I Well, of course, <laughs> I don't think I. I still don't think I wanted them to do it, but they handled it as best they could. I thought. Oh, I thought it was great. I thought, I thought they, it was really well done. It really well. It's
1: one of the things that I. The the end is what I would have changed, and we'll yes, we'll talk about we will that. We'll definitely but get to that very I soon. I do. I am glad that they redeemed
0: him. Yeah. Okay. So he throws his Sith lightsaber out into the water. Yep, it's gone. Uh, also, another thing that I thought was really fun and really a cool thing to 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 have done is when when Rafe force heals him. Yeah. She also force heals the scar. Oh. His scar leaves his face. I never so noticed the one that, that. the scar that she gave him in in the Force Awakens, huh. it goes away. That's awesome. I it didn't notice that. Very subtle as it starts to go. Cool. But he he ends up being in in full Ben again. Yeah. Not a scarred Kylo Ren, Healed but a full and, Ben. Yeah. yeah.
1: In spirit and in body. Yep. Um They need a ray spa.
0: <laughs> yes. Healing,
1: ray healing. Oh boy. Ray spa. scavenger healing. <laughs> We'll return you to the light side. Um, yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> all right. So at this point, um, the the main crew that's back aboard the Millennium Falcon, and I should mention too that we introduced a new character in this uh, on this uh, Endor moon, uh, Janna. Right. Jana, yeah, Janna. Who we find out, and I thought this was a very cool twist, mm-hmm. was also an ex Stormtrooper, as were all her uh, compatriots. Yeah. Um, So it gives it gives Finn a little bit of a tether, and they're out just kind
1: of like living off the land there or something. They've just become a tribe essentially, yeah.
0: Yeah. And it's cool; I I like it. Um, And we'll get to something later that happens very late in the movie that I think they sort of backdoor set up another story they can tell in some form, yeah. um, With this character, but cool introduction of the character. We get our we get our our space horses. Which was fun. That's right. They were cool.
1: That was another uh, no-thank-you moment for Dio. Yeah, the space um, horse tries to nuzzle. me. I liked their... Yeah, I liked their use of the space horses. I feel like, again, she ended up being... I don't want to say she was a romantic connection because yeah. there wasn't... She kind of nec- was. I mean, there wasn't necessarily anything romantic happening between the two of them. No, it was they just had that, a strong connection. Well, they had a connection, right, is what I'm saying. So, like, he's got to connect, and it doesn't always have to be a romantic thing no, either. No, no. Um, it just... I feel like the only actual well, the only actual romantic connection that was done in this was between Ben and Ray.
0: In this movie you mean? Yeah. Or, okay. or no, I guess not. In the, uh, in the trilogy
1: Um uh Finn and Rose had a thing. Well, but but that doesn't actually go anywhere. Play anywhere yeah. It's um uh Poe and Z- Zori? Zori, right. Yeah. Zori. Yep. They have a past. Right. Clearly they have a history past together. Yeah. It
0: really I love the way they handled that too. I thought it was really funny. It was great. Yeah.
1: Oscar Isaac's character are just acting, doing his like little side eye, and yeah. like, Can I kiss you? And yeah, she's it, was like, really, it was really cute. She's like, nah. Nope. <laughs> I don't think so. It was
0: really cute. Um yeah. So, anyways, um but the, I like Jaina as a character. Yeah, yeah. The, the so the crew gets back to the rebel planet base area, whatever you want to call it. Um, and this is the this was easily the most emotional part of the movie for me because they tell them that Leia's gone. Yeah, and Chewie, he, Chewie's anguish at the news of losing Leia was the only part of this film where I cried. Um, I he you know he drops to his knees and he screams and yells and it, it's very it hurt it hurt it hurt more it hurt in the same way that it hurt when Kylo killed. Han and Chewie lets out that big growl, but then he immediately goes into like revenge mode in that scene, which I thought was great. He just starts shooting everybody and letting off, you know, detonators and stuff like that. But in this one, he had, you know, he didn't have that outlet. And so all he could do was be sad. Um, And if you think about it, if you, you know, when I started thinking about Chewie, it's like, here's a character that's made it through you know, because they introduced him in the prequels, Hmm. you know, he's made it through all of this galactic conflict and he's made all of these connections and he's got all these friends and all that ever happens is he sees them all die one by one by one. He just sees a lot of people just die, you know, and now, you know, he's seen all three of Luke, Leia and Han all die. Um, It's a, it's, it's, you can tell it weighs heavy on him. Um, And I, you know, they gave him a moment and it, it, it affected me.
1: Do you think when uh, Obi-Wan first meets Chewie in the, the cantina on uh, Mos Eisley that Chewie was like, hey, you're Jedi, right? And Obi-Wan was like, yes, I am. Hey. I love that. Yeah. And then Chewie was like, oh, yeah, I fought with Yoda. And then Obi-Wan would be like, wait, what? And that was how they like started talking. I don't think that's how it actually I don't think that's went. how it is but, either. You know, but it's just like, funny to think about. I, I agree it was an emotional scene. I didn't have the same... Uh, reaction. Okay. I was waiting for that moment in this entire film. Honestly, I think the closest I got to crying was between was the scene with uh with Ben and, and Han. Sure. Oh uh, yeah, where I, he, where I definitely he got a Because yeah. that, that whole sequence was just great. No. But um I think part of me felt like it was uh, I don't want to say under delivered Oh. But it was it was some it was like a pacing thing for me I think it was like the timing of it, um, the maybe the delivery because it was like they're told that she's dead by some random yeah, officer the little, lady sort of second, secondhand officer, like yeah. it's kind of like I don't know it just didn't seem significant enough
0: uh, another play they could have used Moz. In oh this, yeah, definitely, definitely.
1: Um, it, it, you know, and again, I think that the reaction that Chewie has is is it's all warranted. It makes complete sense. Mm-hmm. I just didn't feel that loss as much as I guess I was hoping to feel mm-hmm. it. Um, and so that's probably one of my only criticisms okay. about it. Right. I, I appreciate everybody else feeling that way, and I weren't. I, I your tears are valid. I just <laughs> didn't feel the right. same way. I just yeah, didn't feel the same way.
0: Totally, it, it. It. I get it. I get it. Um, we also find out that. Uh, after her uh, her uh, tie and run uh, event ray ends up on octo where uh, luke was hiding out in the last Yeah, Jedi. she goes back she yeah. goes back, Go back
1: to the island she
0: goes back to the island and she goes back there to do what luke did which she i thought was a burning I thought, the tree y- well she wasn't burning the tree she was burning her way off the island oh because she want she was going there to to to, to give up. To give up. I hadn't thought about that. Yeah, and I love it. I love it, love, love it. Because one of the things that I really like about The Last Jedi was this idea that Luke was a fallible person, was yeah. a fallible character, and not this all-powerful, all-knowing, you know, mega-Jedi that everyone yeah. wanted him to be. Yeah, he wasn't perfect, which is what and,
1: we need. But, but our heroes aren't perfect.
0: Yes, and and Rey, what Ray's first reaction to nearly killing kylo ren and 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 then realizing that like she might be the ultimate uh evil evil in the universe to just do what luke did because he was her first teacher and run off to this island and go there to die i thought was a very effective thing to do Mm. Um, she goes to chuck the lightsaber into the the wreckage of that tie fighter just
1: to send home that she's giving it up forever yeah
0: but lo and behold here we are with mark hamill and Force Luke. Yep. Force Blue, Force Blue Ghost, Ghost Luke. Blue Luke. Ghost Luke. Um, I loved him playing the Return of the Jedi Obi Wan role in this yeah. scene. Yeah. Uh, even down to sitting down next to her on a log. in yeah. the Same way that Alec Guinness did with Mark Hamill in the mm-hmm. first one. I half expected I as this scene played out. I I so wanted because what they what they tell you in this scene is that Luke and Leia have known all along. Yeah. That she's a Palpatine. Right. Right. I really wanted him to say and I wrote this down because I I had to remember it but I love it. I wanted him to say Leia knew as I did that if Palpatine had had any offspring they would, they be, a would be a threat to him. Threat to him. Yep, like absolutely. that would have been like yep. I mean if you were going to if they lean this far into the yep. the fan might as at well. this point you might as well nah, go for it. You
1: might as well. <laughs> because, That's good. I like that. Um, I hadn't thought about that in a lot. I mean I was I think part of it was I was too kind of like uh captivated I guess by what was unfolding what was happening you know Mm -hmm. they make this he makes this grand entrance you know he catches the lightsaber as a force ghost which again sends home the fact that force ghosts can interact with the real world real world Um, just to just to seal that deal with all the fans Um, but then also to like have him coming kind of stepping out of the wreckage of the tie fighter Mm -hmm. as it's all burning apart and it's his theme song is playing or the force theme song is playing Mm -hmm. Um, really really cool moment Um, i couldn't stop looking at his hand because he had he catches the lightsaber with his one hand but he's got another hand that we all know gets cut off in the series and Mm -hmm. becomes a robotic hand and he keeps it covered the whole time Hmm. like you never actually see his other hand it's a really little thing yeah but i was i didn't notice it i was just really genuinely curious how that was going to happen like what would it just end up being that his? Because after he dies, he's just got his hand back, right? Should,
0: right, because it, you know, in the Return of the Jedi, when you see um, um, Anakin, when you see Anakin, he's just back to being. You don't see any Anakin. of his limbs. No, but he does have all of his he's hair kinda, back. He's got his hair. He's got a cloak. It's again, it's a yeah. little thing. It's a I, was tiny just, thing. Sure. I was just, I was
1: just kind of hoping it'd be like one more thing that they could just be like, ah, oh, and he's got his hand back. Yeah. That's great. Um, but yeah, it's it's a it's a cool moment yeah um there's a lot of cool moments in this he, in this little sequence he here. just looks at her and it does that kind of like master skywalker like what are you doing yeah and, you know like that I, I did like that about it like they kind of carried that same i don't know um Attitude. Like yeah, the same yeah. attitude that he had as her master, yeah. and and I guess as Luke Skywalker really, yeah, really in a lot of Luke ways. Skywalker. Yeah. yeah,
0: yeah. And I liked. I also liked. He said something along the lines of that a Jedi's weapon deserves more respect. Mm. After having thrown that same yeah. weapon over his shoulder in the last <laughs> yes. movie,
1: and thrown away his own lightsaber at the
0: end of Return of the Jedi, yeah. he yeah. does he does admit to being wrong in this. Yes. scene. So a lot of people have said, well, why would he say that if he just threw the thing? He admits halfway through the scene that he's been wrong the whole time. That. The, the way he was approaching it was not the way it should have been approached. And so mm-hmm. he at least he at least admits his own failings. Yeah,
1: he admits that it was fear that mm-hmm. drove him to the yeah. island yeah. and that was preventing him from acting and ultimately overcoming that fear and realizing what his role really was in the grander scheme of things is yeah. what helped him kind of fulfill that hero destiny at the end of The Last Jedi.
0: Yeah, and this see- this scene on the island also gave us... Might be As I sit and I think about it, might be my single favorite scene, short scene in the whole movie. Really? Where they go and find... So they go up to the, his little dwelling or whatever. Pull oh, that's back some right. Bricks, yeah. And they find yeah. Leia's lightsaber. Totally. Which was gorgeous, by the way. That was it's, really cool. It's a very pretty lightsaber. Mm-hmm. Um, um, and he explains to her that they had been training. Yeah. At, there's a little j- flashback. Yeah, yeah. He was training her to be a Jedi. And there's this awesome flashback of them in the woods... With the helmets and the blast shields on, and they're fighting each other blindfolded, essentially, yeah. right? Yep. And it's a cool little quick uh, fight. She gets the best of him. He pulls his mask up, and it's and because it's shrouded in sort of darkness and just lightsaber it's a, light. It's a nighttime, it's a nighttime thing. scene. Yeah, you get this glimpse of very young Mark Hamill, obviously CGI'd in the way that they kind of did Tarkin and other mm-hmm. things or whatever. Mm-hmm. She pulls her hers up. It's a very young Carrie Fisher, um, and or at least a Return of the Jedi era Carrie Fisher. And it's, it's a cool – I love that. It's a great shot. I thought it was really, really great. So, you know, Luke gives uh Rey her lightsaber as well and and tells her that she's going to take both these lightsabers to take on the Emperor. Yeah. <coughs> Somehow, when she burned the TIE Fighter, the Wayfinder that was in the TIE Fighter didn't burn. <laughs> yeah. I'm not entirely sure. I was mean, just black boxed Sith it or something, I guess. Technology. Whatever. So she goes, and, she goes and gets it. And then the last thing that happens here, which I thought was great, was that Luke – pulled his old x-wing out of the water yeah and that's a cool callback to the last jedi because we see it in the water there um and people were i see people online going well how would it still run i'm like well there's precedent for starfighters in in water (laughs) And anyways it's another one of those moments where you're like come on just that's the part you don't buy yeah it was (laughs) it sank in the
1: swamp and empire strikes back and yoda yanked it out it looked exactly the same dripping with water and covered in algae and shit yeah i yeah, I liked that it was a direct callback to Empire Strikes Back because it has Yoda's theme playing, and it's Luke doing it, and basically just smiling at the end of it and being like, "Look, I can do it now too." Yeah. Um, I think personally, I wish they had done it in the last movie, but okay. but that being said, uh, I'm glad that it happened. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was really fun to see Ray flying Luke's X-wing. Yeah, it was great with the helmet, with and everything. the helmet on and everything. Yeah, yeah. Five. Yeah, and they, yeah, they even call the his her call sign ends up being Red Five by the end of the movie. Yeah,
0: it's pretty great. Um, so we get some other stuff, some some I wouldn't call it throwaway scenes, but the your explanation about how they're going to try to take out the Sith fleet. Just hmm. um, fun little rally moments where Poe has to take over. He kind of makes uh, Finn his his second in charge, and they get together. So the plan is loosely that uh, Chewie and Lando are going to go find help. Right. And that everybody else is going to go to Exegol because now they've got so, so Ray's transmitted the directions to Exegol to the rest of the the resistance. They're going to go try to join her there and take out this fleet of Star Destroyers. Um, but that's sort of secondary to the whole thing. It's a convoluted explanation. I'm not even going to bother getting into it because it's just a Star Wars thing. Yep. It Doesn't matter. Um, so they get to so so Ray gets to Exegol um, and goes to find the Emperor. Yep. Um, finds him and you know we we see even more of him attached to this appendage
1: (sighs) super creepy super super creepy it's a really awesome sequence like it's it's a very horror film sequence big time um just the lightning and the sound effects effects. and like like there's like a a screeching yeah there's a screeching sound that happens every time there's a flash of lightning Mm -hmm. and she's like going deeper and deeper into this uh crypt or whatever he's in yeah um and she gets to the throne room where you get to see the really cool Ralph Macquarie art yeah. concept throne, the throne, yeah. Um, but then the in the sequence, like she's looking, at, she looks looks at the throne and then like turns around and suddenly like the stands are like full of something Sith sith or something or worshippers or something
0: some sort i don't know if they're if they're real or if they're like i know if they're if they're supposed to be ghouls right i couldn't tell if they were like sith ghosts or if they
1: were like more of the like cult worshippers that had been like keeping palpatine alive
0: i kind of yeah i kind of took it because they're all just
1: shrouded in cloaks yeah they're all just wearing cloaks. i kind of
0: took it as like the disembodied souls yeah that's what i thought it was too you know he explains the emperor explains that he's got all the sith in him exactly you know and and as a as an explanation for how he maybe kept himself alive having that much sith power in you yeah i suppose could do sort of whatever you want it to do yeah um
1: but yeah, his his uh, appearance in that scene in particular, extra creepy, extra extra, being creepy. like attached to that weird apparatus thing and having yeah. like back to tank serum stuff, and yeah, he's just it's like you can tell there's like no lower half of him, or he's like he's just dangling there. Yeah, Ugh.
0: yeah. so real creepy. creepy, super creepy, real real creepy, and just again, I want to call this out because it's worth calling out every time. Ian McDermott is awesome. The best, just the best, and yep. I know like he's sort of. I mean, this is this is the character that he plays. I, oh yeah, I have no idea if he's done any other work. Oh no, he totally has. Okay. Yeah, I've seen him in other movies Good. before. Good, yeah. I'm glad. Yeah. yeah, no, he's great because you know uh Anthony Daniels is not, <laughs> <laughs> and so <laughs> why would you need to? You don't need to. But I mean, as 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 he inhabited C three PO in McDermott and absolutely the Emperor like no other person possibly yeah. could. And he's just great. He's just, he's so, so great.
1: Yep. He um, definitely evoke and in, invokes the, that feeling of e- just pure evil. Yeah. And I think that's one other reason why I was kind of glad that he came back. Yeah. Sure. Because I just, I never felt that with Snoke. No. And no. I kind of always thought that there was someone else other than Snoke pulling the strings, even in the, even in the force awakens. Um, because they revealed him so quick and everyone was like, who the hell is this guy? And they never really explained what his like greater mission really was as leader of the first order, the Supreme leader. So, uh, I, again, I feel like it made sense to have Palpatine come back. I was relieved that Ian McDermott got to play him again and it made, it felt like there was a little bit more weight, uh, being, or there was a little bit more, um, guess like suspense it was a little bit more the t- there was more tension because you know who palpatine is and he's a really evil dude yeah. and there's no way around that there's, there's no, no if ands or butts about it he's just evil. really really freaking evil yeah. so um i liked that part yeah. of it
0: The space the this is very much this this whole last sequence very much mirrored Return of the Jedi. Oh, absolutely! In that we had a space battle and cut between a throne room space battle thing. It's
1: it's Palpatine tempting her.
0: Yeah, so he wants her to kill him. Yep. In order for his essence or his spirit to go into her, so she'll be Empress. Yeah, um,
1: which I feel like didn't make any. I mean, okay, it made sense when they were doing it, but it didn't make sense for him to want to have Kylo kill her the whole way through the movie.
0: Yeah, I, I sort of felt like that was that again was Palpatine playing Ben. Okay. In the way that he played Ben via Snoke, so like he knew that he wasn't going to actually do it. Yes, he he was just just, forcing her there. Gotcha. It's just a way to just to push her further along. Yeah, just a way to
1: destiny. Yeah,
0: just a way to force her. Strike me down with all of your hate and your journey towards the dark side. Yeah, it was
1: literally the same secret. It's like the same scenario almost, except there was no uh, there was no Vader there to prevent Luke from right. Yeah, the only difference
0: is the only difference is that that Emperor wanted luke as his apprentice yep this emperor literally wants ray's body yeah as a as a means of ha- being capable enough to you know continue yeah. ruling the galaxy for for and as long as he possibly can
1: and all this time while she's been you know trying to get in there she's she's sending her signal to the rebels to let them know where she is to so that they can find exico and they're like getting their team rallied yeah well, yeah the we resistance about that. yeah
0: and they get there
1: there's no one. They send Han and or not Han. They send uh, Lando and Chewie yeah. off yep. to.
0: Did we talk about that? Yeah, we did. Oh, I thought we did. I thought they, we kind of covered that. I yet. kind of glossed over, okay, but gotcha. they went out to like they, they, they said we're going to go to the central system to yeah. come and help. Yep. Everyone kind of go. The whole rest of the resistance kind of goes because oh, no one showed up last time. Yeah. Last time so I can I can understand, understand, didn't work out, man. Yeah, I can understand why they weren't very hopeful. But so.
1: I, I, one of the things I really liked about that sequence, I, I guess, one of the reasons I was going back to it was Poe. Po- having his moment with Leia and then with Lando yeah, where he's like, I'm not ready for this. Yeah. And then Lando being like, no one's ever ready for this. Yeah. That was important. It was, it was, um, it was really important. They I'm did glad a great,
0: they did a really great job of fleshing Poe out.
1: In this yeah. Movie. I think they did. I think he got a lot more. There, there were a lot of things looking back at the last Jedi um, that made sense for what happens with Poe. And I think in this one, he gets that kind of same, Treatment that same kind of opportunity um, to rally people. I don't think it ended up being that like, oh, he's the fearless leader we've always wanted type feeling. It just ended up being like, okay, yeah, he's still the same hot-headed, fearless pilot guy. Yeah. I mean, obviously he's changed a little bit, but yeah. it's it's he still seems like the same character pretty much the whole the whole series.
0: Yeah, but he's he's grown. He's definitely grown. Uh, what I liked was that the Force Awakens was definitely Finn's movie. As far as characters other than Rey and Kylo, yeah. That was Finn's movie. This yep. one was definitely Poe's. Yeah. I felt like Poe got the most development in this movie.
1: Yeah. But I felt like they were trying to do a Han Solo maneuver with Poe and be like, a little bit. He's growing from this kind of hothead to this general. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but
0: as we know, Han ran away from all that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, because of Well, horse. at the end of it,
1: but uh yeah i yeah either way um i wish he had been flying the falcon instead of lando that's all i'm gonna say okay <laughs> okay he did seem sort of linked to that type uh, that um no x-wing The he yeah he's an x-wing pilot but yeah. they i just think it would have meant more i think as the like leader or whatever
0: of the resistance to have him in like the flagship that's so fair. to speak that's uh, fair anyways yeah no I, i'm with you on that uh, to a certain extent um so I thought the I thought the this the battle over Exegol was very fun to watch. Like it was very exciting. There were so you many know, star destroyers, so many star destroyers, and a lot of other ships, and it was just a very good the, sequence. The Y wings
1: were back. The B wings were back. We had some Super A wings cool. in there. Yeah, that was pretty awesome.
0: So that was great. Um, so as Ray, they're in. Like I said, they're cutting back and forth here, so we'll just deal with these kind of intertwined with one another. But uh, Emperor's in there trying to turn Ray. Ben shows up. Right, he comes
1: back in a, tie uh, in a tie fighter, which we don't. He did, no one explains how he got it, but we're just like, okay, whatever. he came back in a tie yeah. fighter. He parked his tie fighter right next to Luke's X wing.
0: He did. So, uh, so Ben goes down there to try to save Ray or help Ray or whatever the case may be. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, again, this is like the final, the the final curtain call for the Knights of Ren here. Yeah. Where here's they, your chance. They just get played, so they come out <laughs> to try to stop him. Um, You know, and the one place where I thought this whole like connection through the force thing and physically being able to interact with one another like worked so well Mm. was Ray like raises the lightsaber to be like she's pretending like she's going to cut down the emperor, you know, as his wishes. And instead, like force transfers the lightsaber, Luke's lightsaber, which I thought was a nice touch. Yeah. um, Over to Ben. Who has been getting beat up by the Knights of Ren, but then has a lightsaber and then just takes them takes them all out. Yeah. Doesn't take him long to nope. take them out. He um, uses
1: the force in his lightsaber and he yeah, wins. Yeah. So and they can... like take a step back as soon as he gets it, because they're like, oh shit. Yeah. And he does his little like, eh, they're like or yeah. like, here I am, like, yeah, like it's me. Like yeah. that kind of thing. Um, which I I think I've seen some other comments online about it. I really like how Adam Driver shifted even just slightly it was to make slight. you be like Oh yeah, he's Ben now. Yeah. And he's he's, he's like, you know, coming into the building and he's looking kind of serious and worried and he's got his blaster and he's running and trying to get there as fast as he can. Jumps through jumps through the pit and hits the hits the chain while he's like climbing down or whatever and he goes, ow. It's just like it's just like a little thing where you're like, oh yeah, he's definitely Ben now. It's
0: definitely a small thing, but Adam Driver is so brilliant. Yeah. So brilliant as an actor. Yeah. Did great. Everything he was given, he made more than he was given out of, mm-hmm. that makes sense. He squeezed yeah. 110% yeah. out of the script that he was handed.
1: Honestly, Kylo's uh, maybe my favorite character. I don't even think it's a question. I think Kylo is my favorite he, character in this he, whole trilogy. Yeah, Ben and ben Solo, Kylo Ren is absolutely one of the best characters uh, to have come out of the new trilogy, for sure. Or, yeah. or like the Sour
0: Saga as a whole. Yeah. From the first moment, he throws a temper tantrum in The Force Awakens. Oh, yeah. I was on board. I'm yeah. like, this is great. You he catches
1: know? the... The laser bolt. Yeah. Uh, and then you get to see, like, I think he and Ray, or, or at least Ray, does it a couple of times in this fight sequence where she's, like, she pulls out her other lightsaber, mm-hmm. Leia's lightsaber. Mm-hmm. And she's fighting the, like, Imperial guards or whatever that she's surrounded by. Mm-hmm. And she uses the same maneuver where she, like, will, she, like, either sends a, a, a blaster bolt like to a different direction yeah, she or she it, like yeah. sends it to a different, like one of the, one of the uh, guards or yeah. something like to hit them instead. Yep. Um, so it's a cool little, it's just a little thing it's like that cool. where it's like, Oh cool. We hadn't seen that before. And now she's doing it too. Yeah. And that's
0: awesome. Very cool. So they join up and they, they finally get together and they <sighs> join to, to take on the, Emperor. my favorite moment of the movie. When they're both holding the they, lightsabers? When they both like they make the look at each other, they
1: both got their lightsabers, they turn to the Emperor, and they both go into ready stance. Yeah. And it's just like, yes! Yeah, That's that exactly
0: cool. what I wanted. That That's cool. all I ever wanted. Now, now, okay, so here is where I th- wanted them to do it differently. And it, yep. it, it means certain things that they introduced earlier have to be retconned as well. So I'm yep. going to talk about that in a second. Yep. I do want to touch a little bit on the rest of the firefight happening yep. over overhead. and yep. You know, I thought it was very cool that Lando showed up with all the help. Yep, it very a little over the top. It was fun. There was a lot was of a ships. lot of ships.
1: I mean, they had a lot of star destroyers. So obviously, there was a yeah. lot of rebel ships or a lot of. Re- I liked that. It, <laughs> the funny part was like, uh, what is it? The the, the admiral General Pride, General Pride is, yeah. is like you know they don't have that many you know they don't have that kind of fleet or whatever. And the other guys like that's just people. Yeah, because
0: <laughs> because it's not a fleet. Yeah, it's, it's not just, a
1: navy. Yeah. They're just... It's just people. People. They're just people. <laughs> and that, that part, like, that made me laugh out loud. I was... Resistance I was, yeah, is exactly. people. And we're just people. <laughs> um, so, like, you know, everybody and their mothers is, like, flying out to attack uh, yeah. this Imperial fleet, yeah. I
0: guess. And we got Wedge back? We
1: did for that hot second. We
0: got Wedge as the gunner on the Millennium Falcon. Yep.
1: That was... I. I'm not gonna complain. I'm not because I'm happy all. I'm happy as hell that he was back yeah. and he even had a line yeah. he says good flying Lando. Yeah. Um I wish to hell that he had been in an X Wing. That's yeah. the only that's the only thing I would have would have nice. I would have changed about that. Yep,
0: I agree. I yep. agree. But it was cool to see Dennis Lawson back. Yep. Um he famously didn't want to come back for the Force Awakens. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure how much money they had to dump on his doorstep in order to do it, but uh Uncle
1: of Ewan McGregor too.
0: Uncle of Ewan McGregor. That's right. Yeah. So yeah. that's a really cool. Red sort of, Yeah. back in action. Um, so that whole sequence is fun. it's a lot of fighting, it's a lot of you know, blowing up of ships. Mm-hmm. And so there's not a whole lot to say there other than the tide turns as the the Battle in the Throne Room starts to turn. So let's talk about let's talk about this last sequence here and how you would have changed it because for me, I thought, and this goes back to my feeling about Ray should not have been a Palpatine. So mm. I was definitely okay with the idea that uh, Kylo, or that, and at this point that Ben and Ray are a dyad in the forest, right? Sure. I like that concept, yeah. that they are... Um, two sides of the same coin that they're connected in this way that you can't really explain. That's all well and good for me. And I think that's something that really was effective here, Yeah. but it should have been enough motivation for the emperor um, to eliminate them so that only the Sith could like right from the start, right from the start. It should have been enough that I have to take both of these people out in order for the Sith to, to continue on and especially when he realizes they're a dyad and yeah. pulls the force Because he, doesn't, out. Know right he doesn't know it right or away. He doesn't know it right away. Or at
1: least he makes it seem like he didn't realize yeah, it. Yeah, because
0: then he, pulls, he starts to pull the life force out of them and realizes, holy crap, it's I'm, it's like regrowing my yeah, body here. He's
1: like regenerating by draining the force yeah, energy so he, from them. So he
0: drains the energy out of the two of them and then gets back into like classic yeah. emperor form. He doesn't yeah. have to be connected to the apparatus he, anymore. He looks like the emperor Yeah, yeah he can walk around. It's a, still old, it's old and still old, but still yellow eyed. Yeah, I, you'd, have, you'd have thought maybe he'd sent himself back. To yeah, maybe a few years Chief, younger. Old Chief Palpatine. Maybe just a few years younger. Yeah, I don't know. Anyways, Anyways. more intimidating as. Old Dick that Ripley. would
1: have been something. What if they had made him if they had done like, you know, de aging with yeah. Ian McDermott and made him like really young? That, that would, would have been some cool. Crazy that would've been really cool. I would and have then, there, have and then there's that. a lightsaber fight between the three of them. Oh. Ooh, one other cool thing they could have done, but they didn't. Oh, man, they didn't do it. I didn't um, even think of that. Anyways, That'd be amazing. Anyways. Um You get that one for free, Disney. <laughs> <laughs> Too late. <laughs> Too late. I know.
0: Um No. My son is still alive. Um So okay. Yeah. Um so I, very very quickly here, um, the the thing that I, th- assuming that they had not made Rey a Palpatine, let's just say that that didn't happen. One of two things I thought should have happened at the end of this at the end of this fight, either both Rey and Kylo should have died,
1: mm-hmm.
0: or both Ray and Kylo should have survived. My thoughts exactly. Okay. So is that how you would have changed the ending too? Uh,
1: yeah, specifically that, but I also would have had it so that she didn't take the Skywalker name.
0: Yes, we can get to that too. When yeah. We, when we get to the end. I don't end, think that end, was, end.
1: I don't, yeah, I don't think that made any sense. I mean, it, d- it did make sense for what, what they were ultimately, I guess, trying to say, but mm. I don't feel like it, was as impactful uh an ending as it could have been yeah um yeah i agree i think it would have been way more impactful if they had both died sacrificing themselves to stop the emperor mm-hmm. and also at the same time bringing balance to the force because that would have been the end of both the light and the dark
0: yes by leaving just Rey. yeah all you're doing is opening the door for balance to return. And when you talk about balance, if there all there is, is a light side Jedi is you are eventually going to get a dark side Sith. Yes. So this bothered me. Yeah. This bothered me a lot. Um, I liked the way they handled Palpatine, um, shooting the force lightning into the super, sky. It was super amazing it looked really cool. It looked super, the, especially super like cool. the overhead shots yes. when it was like coming at you. Yeah.
1: That that was just an awesome effect. Yep. Just a super cool effect.
0: I also loved when Ray reached out through the force and heard the voices of all the other yeah, Jedi. That was a
1: really nice touch. And
0: the fact that they included so it, by yeah. the way I the way I heard it was Alec Innis was in there. Yep. Uh Ewan McGregor Ewan was McGregor, in there. Yeah. Uh Liam Neeson was in there. Yep. Ahsoka was in there.
1: Yep. Which was Awesome. Freddie Prince Jr. was in there who does the voice of um what's his name on Rebels? Um he's the Jedi the other Jedi on Rebels, the older one. Um Oh Kanan. Kanan, yeah. yeah he was in there. He was in there. Yeah. There's um, a whole list of them in the credits. Yeah. At the uh, end of the movie. Sam Jackson was in yep, there. Yep, Yoda, Frank Oz was Yoda in there. Yoda was
0: yo, know, Yoda was in there. Um obviously Mark Hamill was in there. So yep. it was a really cool scene. Very effective. Yeah. I love I love that. Yeah.
1: Um The thing, the only thing I didn't like about that sequence was at the very end, it's Luke and he says, the force will be with you always, Mm. but in the trailer, it's clearly Carrie Fisher saying always at the end of it. And I really wish they had kept that because it was like just that extra, like, yeah, her voice should have been in there too, but but it wasn't there. So, um, and anyways, the little thing, but I did really like that element of it. Also Hayden Christensen.
0: Yes. And Hayden Christensen. Thank you. That was the the last one that I wanted him him saying bring balance like I did. But not really. Yeah, he actually... He had cool lines. Yeah, but he just, I liked it, it. But he didn't really break balance. Sure he did. Mm-hmm. Sure he did. He eliminated... But the Emperor was still alive. No, no, no. He you know, He brought balance when he and his the clones eliminated oh. the Jedi.
1: Well, then he definitely shouldn't want her to do that. Well,
0: I think <laughs> the idea of balance... The idea of balance was the only thing. And I think made, they have a
1: very skewed perspective on balance for this film. It's the same. The reason we were talking true. about before It's just like, you can't really have it one way or the other. Like yeah. you're either going to be having a light side of things or another side of things and having the voice of Anakin there to say, bring balance. Like I did is just like running home. That notion that you have no idea what the fuck balance means. It's true. <laughs> like, it's true. <laughs> which, you know, again, that's honestly the biggest, that's the biggest thing that I would have changed about the movie yeah that we are we i mean we talked about the ending is the biggest thing that i would have changed
0: yeah i think of the two choices that i mentioned for the end i would have liked to have seen them both survive me too yeah absolutely happily ever after now who doesn't want that it would have been a okay so just talking about what happens here obviously ray gets the power she she blocks the lightning she she goes super saiyan she goes super saiyan she blocks the lightning (sighs) with the two lightsabers turns it back on the emperor emperor dissolves holy crap that was like disgusting yeah and very again very super graphic very indiana jones very, oh yeah yeah, yep. very yeah. Temple like of like
1: m- straight up melted or him. not temple of doom um uh yeah raiders of the lost ark well, the lost they're all ark. like melting their flesh is like melting mm-hmm. off of their bones and stuff like that was creepy it was creepy it was, it was like creepy. not what i was expecting at all no
0: but the effort kills her uh she right. dies. yep on the spot yep ben who had been thrown down a pit Earlier yeah in the so sequence.
1: so as as i fell so so shall the last jedi yeah. is what so, the emperor so shall says the last skywalker yeah the last skywalker right yep. yes yeah so
0: he falls down a pit but he you know because he's been solo he was able to catch himself and climb back out or yep. whatever and, he's and he, he finds a and... dead ray yeah and then that was does... a super emotional it was emotional i was yeah. like
1: i was i was feeling real emotional at yeah. that time I,
0: I thought they were gonna leave it there yeah like where he just like... held her and that was gonna be the it that was gonna be it mm-hmm. so he uses the same force healing thing gives o- gives over his remaining life force to Ray she wakes up. They have their Raylo kiss. Everyone was wondering oh. if they were going to have the Raylo kiss. I wasn't
1: expecting it at all. But when it happened, I was not upset.
0: I was not upset with it either. I thought it was really sweet. Yeah. Um. And then he died, which... I, I, which <laughs> I hated the pasting on that. I did too. And, it, and so yeah, I don't know bad. if you noticed, but people definitely laughed. Oh, yeah. The, it it was
1: it was comedic, yeah. the way that they cut it. Because they kiss, and he smiles, and, and then, then he kind of like starts to fade over. a little bit and literally just keels over. And Ray is just like, wait, what? You know, and so yeah. you're kind of left. He just he just dies right away. So yeah. you're left with this kind of notion of like, are, are they just going to keep like passing Force life back and forth they to each have, other for till yeah. the end of time, or she what's going to happen?
0: It, she, it, she should have helped him up. Yep. They should have started to limp out of there. Yeah. And he should have collapsed and then died because when he does when he dies, he does disappear into the Force. Yeah. Right. Yep. yep. Um, and at the same time, Leia disappears into the Force. The they time. Cut back to the Rebel base, and she disappears into the Force. So, the. Uh, it wasn't handled very well. I think. Um, the, I think what they were trying to show was that
1: even though, even though they died, even though Kylo and uh, and Leia die at that moment, it's another another kind of send off or another w- representation of how Rey is carrying on their legacy. Yes. She carries them with her. She's
0: carrying She's carrying all Jedi. Yeah, she's carrying all of them, and but specifically
1: they- those two characters because they they impacted her life so much
0: and we'll get into we'll get into how they they represent that visually and literally later later in the movie so and literally Um, (laughs) so um but again again if i were to change it yeah i would have kept them both alive the only problem i can see with that is the resistance accepting ben solo back into so
1: that's I think one of the more interesting elements of what they what could have happened is if they had allowed it to be a path of redemption for Kylo, mm-hmm. right? Cuz at this point he comes back and he's, you know, redeemed himself in the eyes of Rey. Yeah, but he's still, but he's, he's, not, still he's still done a lot of really bad shit. Yes. So, that would have been stories for them to tell afterwards yeah. or 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 build build upon the the notion that like okay, you know he did come back he did come back around to do the right thing but he's he's got to be he's on his own path of redemption and you know maybe he doesn't feel like he'll ever really be accepted in the, the the group the core three or whatever they
0: also could have played it where you know him and ray essentially just leave to sure to be all to be alone yeah you know sure um and not you know further things because ultimately what what we're both getting at here is that if they were truly going to end this series yeah they were truly really the end if it was really the end of the Skywalker thing (laughs) they had to had to had to eliminate both the Jedi and and the the Sith Sith. there had to be no light dark left it just had to be
1: otherwise the cycle continues and that's what the saga is all about is how the cycle continues if you keep doing the same things that's Oh god it's just it's so frustrating It's a to very me.
0: cynical thing for Disney to have done. I I It's a very cynical thing for it's Disney. It's disappointing to have done. in a lot of ways because I
1: feel like that's not really it's 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 a what should I say it's it's a low it's a low-hanging fruit. It's a it's a it's a low bar. It's a low move. Even for them as yeah. a marketing entity because it's like you're already going to be able to build off of all of these. You've been building off yes. of it. If Star Wars has taught us anything, is that you can build off of shit yeah. and still market stuff and whatever and, and have movies yeah. and whatever you want. But the core of this story, the core of the saga, making it episode nine, mm. that and that was the thing that I was really looking for in this. And pro- one of the main reasons why it's not my favorite Star Wars movie Is that it didn't follow through with that theme. It It didn't. It didn't pay off the story of the the cycle of balance, the good versus evil cycle, and how that inevitably continues if you have too much of one or too much of the other. Yeah. And like you said, I think it was going to be better left if they had either both vanished or like died in that instance or if they both lived and instead created something new Mm -hmm. and it was like a balance of good and evil a gray jedi type scenario like we talked about
0: because they spent so much time of we've talked about (sighs) in this they've spent so much time pointing out the fact that she has good and bad in her and we know that he has
1: good and bad in her right and then at the end of it it's the emperor's like i am all the sith and she's like well i'm all All the jedi Jedi. so there yeah and then and that's the thing that wins it's just, it didn't make any sense it to me it didn't make any sense
0: but it's it's where this movie is so it, like I, again it's a beautiful mess mm-hmm. it is it, the finale of this this movie the, the climactic battle of this movie is so satisfying yeah. on so many levels yeah. from a from strictly from a from a excitement and action and and, and spectacle standpoint mm-hmm. it's a fantastic thing to watch yeah. but then when you dwell on the on the after effect of the message that actually is being done. Yes, exactly. You can't help, but be like, well, shit, man. Yeah. Like you didn't give us, So when does episode 10 come out? It's like, stop, stop, (laughs) yes. (laughs) Oh my God. Stop trying to have your cake and eat it too. That's the thing. I, they could
1: have, they could have easily done that with either of the scenarios we're talking about. Oh yeah. But the, the, that's, I think that's one of the other, maybe two star Wars, elements that they were talking about so like you know kylo dies saving ray just like vader dies saving uh luke and at the end of the movie you see that Rey is basically considering them her family and therefore takes the name skywalker mm-hmm. that's the end of the movie mm-hmm. the very end yeah the
0: very end so before we get to that um there's your typical sort of return of the jedi celebrations about the the even the ewoks the are happy the ewoks are in there hey i'm glad we got ewoks they didn't blink nope that was great. To hell, to hell with that Blinky blinking! Super nonsense. happy with that. They, yeah,
1: we got um, Bespin. They got, showed got Cloud, Cloud City. City. Yep. That was awesome. Very I was cool. not expecting that no, at no, all. No.
0: Super cool. But with Lando in it,
1: yeah, cool to see. that. I was kind of hoping.
0: I be, hope Will Rowhood is doing okay.
1: You know, I never did. They ever show him? No. They they show him in uh, Return of the Jedi because he's a pilot in that one, but. Uh, Oh wait no, Wilro Hoods the guy that was carrying the thing. The, yeah, the what yeah, we thing. now know to be a yeah. safe. No, he he was clearly the one to turn into her Warner Herzog. That's why Warner Herzog has one. Right. Um <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking of um what's his name? It's like the the guy that's like Lando's right hand guy that has the oh, thing. Oh, Niennum? No, not Niennub. No. Uh the 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 other guy, the bald guy that has like the Oh, Lobot. Lobot. Yeah. He's in Return of the Jedi. Yes. He's a pilot. But the yeah. Uh, yeah, we don't see him in this one. No anyways yeah. anyway, so we
0: get we get the celebration stuff um i
1: was hoping there would be one prequel city or one prequel planet should have that they been would naboo show or something because they had one from each agreed and i think it would be cool if they had one from all of them i yep, was
0: like yeah like where's coruscant
1: yeah just in general just like i mean coruscant could have been one of the planets they blew up i guess in force awakens Perhaps. but you know they could have shown naboo they could have shown you know uh I don't know. All, Camino. Camino. Anything. Yeah. A bunch of other ones, I guess. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's just one other thing oh, I would whatever. have liked to see.
0: Yeah. Um, I, I mentioned earlier, they sort of backdoor set up this Lando, uh, Jana thing. <laughs> Because yeah. she comes to him, and is like, "Hey, General, where are you from?" And he says, f- "Whatever he's from." And then she G- says, "She doesn't really know." And Lando says, "Well, let's find out." You am, know, am I the only one who feels like that was incredibly awkward? It was awkward. It was super awkward. It was awkward. But they again, they were just trying. I think they were just trying to set something up.
1: I definitely. I heard something that there was a. Uh, I heard on a review that there was actually like a leak from the script that indicated that they were related. Yes, and they were going to originally expand on that story between Lando and her and yes. that she was like you know stolen from him as a child but and how could you thing. have
0: jammed anything else into this no movie? exactly
1: there's already way too much stuff but yeah. that's why again it's kind of another reason why i'm like then why did they even have that scene in there like they easily could have edited that out yeah and and the final scene and done something different yeah
0: so there's there's there is um an opportunity for something for them to do on Disney Plus that I think would be amazing. I don't know that they'll actually do it, but it would be so cool if they did. I would love to see a an unconnected anthology series on Disney Plus where every episode is a different hour-long adventure or look into various characters' lives in some point in the timeline. Cool. An Admiral Akbar episode. Oh, yeah. You know. Get un- ju- night- junior? Shit, Yes. Junior, junior yes. in there? A Knights of Ren episode. Oh, yeah. A Captain Phasma episode. All these things where it, it, it's not a huge story. Mm-hmm. It's not supposed to be, like, connected to anything else. It's just a look into that character's life at some point in their life. Sure. So that we have some color. Even, yeah. It could even be animated, for that matter. I don't even care. I'd be all for that. I'd be all, you know I'd be yeah. all for that. So, anyways, it's kind of where I think they might be able to do something with this Lando-Jana thing. doesn't really matter. Finn and Poe should have kissed? Yeah. Um. They uh, had the one kiss that also felt
1: really awkward and forced. Finn and Poe? No, they had the lesbian kiss.
0: Oh, oh, right. Yeah, they did do the, they did the lesbian the lesbian kiss. It's,
1: which... the, it's, again, the one commanding officer uh, and one of the pilots yeah, who... Yeah. Never interact through the entire film. Yeah. The one person, or they—they they each have like one line yes. each in the entire film. Yeah. So again, it didn't feel significant. It didn't feel significant. At it all. didn't feel—it wasn't earned. It—it it felt awkward. Like yeah, it felt, like, it felt forced in there. Like having it happen between uh, Poe and Finn would have made way more sense. Oh my god! Yeah. It would have been a lot more sense yeah. actually. And then the other side of that was that we never found out what Finn was trying to tell Ray.
0: Yeah, that's right. The
1: entire film that's right. starting I from the totally finish, he's trying that. to tell Ray something and yeah. never does. And they that, they never get to it.
0: Yeah. So, I assume in my head canon, I assume he was going to tell her that he feels the force or something. Maybe. I don't know. I hadn't considered that. Because that's one thing that we
1: find out is that he's sensitive to it. He's or sensitive. Something? He's or at got, least he believes in it.
0: Yeah, he believes in it. He's kinda got the Maz Kanata thing going on where right. he can he's like sensitive to it. He's not enough. a Jedi. He's not a Jedi. But
1: he's definitely feeling those feelings yeah Yeah. i thought it was just going to be that he loved her yeah because why else would you say that when you're dying or thinking you're about to die like that was the whole point is like he they're in the quicksand or whatever and he's falling through the quicksand and with both of them he's like ray i have to tell you something or i never told you and then they fall into the the catacombs or the 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 pits or whatever and he's like or she says what were you going to tell me <laughs> and he's like, "I'll tell you later." And Poe says, "When Poe's not around." <laughs> it was a good moment. It was really it was funny. Good moment. It was really funny. Um, you didn't then, ask about me,
0: Master Poe, but I'm fine. And then uh, we get, and then we get the most ham-fisted fan service moment of this entire movie. Yeah, and Maz Kanata gives Chewbacca a medal. Stupid.
1: It I, happened I, in the comics already.
0: It did. He's yeah. got two.
1: He's got two medals now.
0: I just <laughs> look. I've said I've said it already on this on this episode. I love Chewbacca. Yeah. I, wanted che, I want Chewbacca to get his just due all the time. I he thought she was
1: gonna kiss him.
0: Yeah, or something. He should have gotten a medal from the out from the outset in the in a new hope. That's a major injustice that has happened. But the fact that like he gets one now is just so stupid. stupid and there's even a little clip i didn't notice it the first time i know the second time around when they pan away from the group having their celebration yeah, he's, he's showing it off the
1: first time it's too stop i was it. like god damn it just you guys. stop it dumb so anyways i get it i understand what you're trying to do yeah. but i think it was exactly like you said ham-fisted it should have just been the 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 lesbian kiss the the sol the soldier or the mm. the, the pilot and the officer kiss mm. Poe and Finn kiss, mm-hmm. and then
0: Maz and Chewie kiss at the end. Yeah. And
1: then we can just say, fuck you to all the homophobes out yeah. there.
0: I do like that That I do like that the inconsequential lesbian kiss apparently snuck past the Chinese censors. Oh, really? that's yeah, great. Oh, nice. Yeah. So are
1: they even like, sh- they're
0: still showing they're still it? Still showing it. Nice. Yeah, that's good. Um. Anyways, I find Freedom that. Freedom to love for all, yeah, even I find, in China. I, I find that super funny. Um, okay. So the end of the movie is Ray has gone to tattooing
1: the end end of the movie. I thought that was going to be the end of it right there. Yeah, me too. When they like fade out and it's nice and everyone's
0: celebrating
1: would have been return of the
0: Jedi. Yeah. I know we have sort of mixed feelings about this whole Tatooine thing. I liked it. I thought it was a, I thought it was a nice bow to tie on the end of this series. Um, it was funny. She she's has she's in the Millennium Falcon. She goes over some Jawas, and we both <laughs> at the same Huchini. time. Sukar, um, So bring, bring that hairy egg out so we can eat it. So <laughs> we make an omelet. <laughs> oh, thank you, Mandalorian. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, so she goes to visit the Lars homestead, um, in the middle of Tatooine. That's right. Um, same, the same, same place. one. It was cool to have it like be kind of. Old and decrepit, it's and duned oh, in like sand insane. swept. There's yeah.
1: tons more sand.
0: Fun little callback to her first appearance in the trilogy, where she slides down the little hill. And yep, a, on a that little was fun. I did scrap. like that a lot. Um, um, she, she goes into the kitchen where they had the blue milk.
1: I... <laughs> it's my first thought as soon as she walked in there. I was like, she's there for the blue <laughs> milk. <laughs> she came back for the
0: blue milk. That's the whole reason this is happening. Of course, the blue milk is the answer. She to it needed all. to get
1: the blue milk.
0: Oh <laughs> uh, so God damn it. Um so I thought this was nice. See, she takes uh, Luke's lightsaber, she takes Leia's lightsaber, she wraps them up in cloths and she takes them out into the desert outside the home and uses the force to bury them deep into the the Tatooine desert. Okay, I like that. And then we what we get is a really cool shot of her own new lightsaber that she has clearly built. Yep, and it, it's reminiscent of the staff that she's been carrying. The I've heard staff. people
1: say that it's like made from parts of her staff, but I think it's probably it, just made. Like it looks like it's just it made from have, scrap because may have, she's a scavenger. Yeah,
0: I, it may have had some parts incorporated to it. Whatever. Doesn't really matter whether or not no. it does. But, but it's, but, but it has an amber or a yellow blade. To yeah, it.
1: yellow orange. Yellow orange. I've heard blade. Yeah, so, some people so, saying it's yeah. One so I, one.
0: I was doing some research into this because. Yeah. You know, over the years, obviously, we've seen mostly red, blue, green. Yep. Um, Mace Windu had purple. purple, And now she has this yellow one. Yaddle had orange. Yaddle has orange, but we never see it. That's right. It's in the comics. It's in the comics, but we never see it. So um, I really, really like this because as much as we both think the ending of the movie should have been different, it does tell you something about where things are left, right? So the blue lightsabers... And this is all canon stuff. The blue lightsabers are more for your combat-ready Jedi. They're for your Jedi who are uh, proficient in the fighting part of Jedi culture. Mm. The green ones are supposed to be reserved for your more sort of sage Jedis. Your the wise. Your, your wise, you know, um, your Yodas. I think Yoda and Qui-Gon both had a, had a yep. green one. Luke kind of had one. Luke had one. Um, or, so well, that's the one he made anyway. Yeah, so you are masters of the kind of lore of the Force kind but of thing. I would
1: also like to point out that he made his before there was probably any actual yes. color sure. coding. Sure,
0: <laughs> um, yeah, it's it's all it's all revisionist history. Right? Yeah, that, exactly. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's, it's absolutely. fine. Um, the more interesting one, one of the more interesting ones to me is the purple one mm-hmm. um, because it's supposed to signify the the sort of teetering edge between the dark side and the light side, oh. which if you, I mean, the Mace Windu character is known for being like very close to being dark side, yeah. Because he's got anger, he's got he gets ag- aggressive, aggression. Yeah. And I didn't think of this, but Mara Jade also had a purple one, oh. and she and I know I know Mara Jade is not canon anymore, mm-hmm. but her role as the right hand of the Emperor in the ex- old expanded universe and the Legends universe mm-hmm. now, yeah, makes it makes it. uh uh, very interesting that she would have a purple one too because she's yeah. clearly got dark side in well
1: her. and on a color wheel you know purple is right between blue yeah, and red is, purple is red plus blue and yellow yeah and orange or yellow is a primary color yellow is so a primary
0: color. so yellow so what i'm getting at here is yellow is traditionally for the sentinels of the oh, jedi right. order the temple guards yeah
1: so they show them in rebels
0: they sh- yes Do they show them yes, in yes Clone Wars. They show I've seen clips on YouTube. I haven't actually yes, watched. They show Trouble's them. In, but... They show them in Rebels. They're also heavily featured in uh, some of the Knights of the Old Republic stuff. Hmm. Um, back in the day when they had all the Jedi and stuff. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So what's what's significant about this is that she's got a yellow blade now. Yeah. As a guardian of the of the Force the Jedi. Yeah. Of the Force. So she's obviously got all the Jedi in her and yeah. all the knowledge in her. Yeah. So she is essentially a sentinel for all of jedi lore and knowledge now and that's why she has that color Mm -hmm. because she's that character um i don't know i thought it was a very good visual representation of what her role as that particular kind of jedi is yeah
1: Um, i liked it i I also like that she got her own lightsaber at the end i was hmm. really hoping that she would do more with both lightsabers like, that she would do more, like, two-handed lightsaber fighting. Mm-hmm. I think that would have been cool. It would have been cool. Um, Agreed. The other thing that I would have changed uh, about it is, again, it goes back to the balance. Like, it doesn't make any sense to me to have it end with her being all good. Or having it just being like, well, good guys won. Because it inevitably means that there's going to be a dark force rising at some point. Agreed. And, you know, I guess you could say that that, that's reminiscent of real life or whatever, too. But if you're trying to conclude a mythos,
0: I don't know. I thought it would have been more effective for her to have had the white Ahsoka blade.
1: Yeah. A white blade would have made sense if she was doing the, like, gray gray Jedi Jedi thing. thing, If she was like, well, yeah, I'm not going to be all light side and I'm not going to be all dark side. I'm going to be in the middle. Yeah. And I'm going to, like... You know, I'm going to single handedly have balance, bring balance. Well, to the yeah, yeah, I think the, the whole idea of balance is a greater metaphor for our own, just our own personalities, our own like individual emotions and feelings about things. The the biggest tell or the, one of the coolest things I think we get out of the prequels is how all of those emotions going through Anakin are ultimately or his emotions. But then but then him being told that he needs to repress them right. and get rid of them right. is ultimately what drove him to be Darth Vader. Right. And the notion here where you can say, all right, it's okay to be angry, like Ray gets angry at times or right. she gets sad at times or she's afraid through this entire film, the idea is that it's okay to have those feelings. It's what you do with them that matters. Mm-hmm. And the, I feel like that's one of the biggest... Flaws in how this movie ends is it basically says that all that shit doesn't matter, and we're talking only about last names and lineage now. Yeah. And even though in the last movie we made it so that it didn't matter who you were, yes. anybody could be a Jedi. Yes. In this one, you have to be uh, descended from a Jedi in order to be one. Yeah. And that's the thing that I really felt disappointed
0: by. I agree. I 100% agree. You know. You know, and, and we you talked about it before. You know, at the end, the end, end of the movie, she comes across a stranger in the desert who asks her what her name is. And she says, it's Ray. And she says, Ray, what? And she sees blue ghost, Leia and Luke and smiles and says, Ray Skywalker, which I think is just a massive dis- mistake. She should just be Ray. Yeah. Just be right. Because- she has
1: her moment of, you know, her, she, they get to, she gets to see the force ghosts of Luke and Leia kind of in a mirage almost, yeah. which I think is nice. It's a it's a feel good moment even though Leia has absolutely no connection to Tatooine so there's no reason for her to be there.
0: Well, I mean you don't have to have a connection to a place to be a ghost there. No,
1: she's in the Force, I get it, but it's it, it, again, it was just one one other thing where I was kind of like did we did we need that? Like was that necessary? No, probably not.
0: Probably not. Um,
1: is any of this necessary? No, none of this necessary, <laughs> but I'm glad it exists. I'm glad it exists. Me too. Yeah, I'm glad to.
0: Um, okay. So uh, another, another uh, theme in this movie that I, f- I did appreciate actually was they definitely ran home this whole, because p- at multiple times throughout the movie, they say, you know, the way that the Sith or the way that the first order wins is by making you feel like you're alone. Yes. And it's a, it's definitely a commentary on the world in which we live now where, forces are at play to try to divide people and make them feel like they don't matter and if you don't feel like you don't matter then you're not going to take any steps to make any change and so i do appreciate them carrying on because lucas did this throughout the original trilogy he did it throughout the prequel trilogy where he he had a social commentary about like the state of the world at the time um and what was wrong with it and what you need to do in order to 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 affect a real change so i did appreciate them putting that sort of through line. Um, I did too. I, in the movie. I,
1: I saw it. Um, I read it loud and clear mm-hmm. and I still appreciated it very much. Yeah. Um, it was, um, I, it just kind of goes all around to the, uh, the, the larger theme, right. Of, of the importance of friends and, uh, you know, standing up for what, what's right or what you believe in. And, I don't know. There's just a lot of different things in there. I think that um, they're timeless, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so I appreciate that. Yeah, I still appreciate that. Yeah, and it's another thing that I think made it feel more Star Wars to yeah, me. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you 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 can't look at the original trilogy or look at the original Star Wars and say that there aren't themes like that. Even though the story is based heavily on this mythos, um, that's what the reason the mythos exists because it's you know, it's commenting or it's reflecting real life things, real life emotions or feelings or events, you know, things like that. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah. So again, I'm not disappointed, Mm -hmm. um, by the way that it all came out. Um, I think it could have been better. Yeah. That's, that's basically my two cents. Like I, I liked it. I enjoyed it. Yep. I think it could have been better. Um, like I think a lot of people see that it could have been better, but, but, for the kid in me for the one who loves the the guy who just loves star wars um and having like especially watched through all the star wars movies leading up to this one just really reminds me of like i love star wars yeah, like absolutely. just how much i love star wars yeah
0: yeah i i, I but this goes back to when we first started this review the on on balance here this is a this is a star wars movie that i will be happy to watch again yeah totally but it doesn't it has enough failings that I can't put it at or near the top of my rankings as far as the as far as the core nine yeah. are concerned.
1: Yeah, um, it's not in my. Oh, is there, there's 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 nine of them. If we're we're talking, mean, talking about the nine we're talking saga. About the nine, sure, it's not in my top. Yeah, maybe it's in my top five. I guess I'd have to rethink
0: about it. Okay, I mean, I mean. Would you think you'd be prepared to even slot it in at this point, understanding that these things can? Well, Return of the change. Jedi is
1: still my favorite. Okay, and my personal favorite. Okay, I would say Empire Strikes Back is my second favorite. Star Wars is my third favorite. Um, Force Awakens is probably after that. Okay. Maybe Phantom Menace. Wow. I again, I. I mean, hey, part that's of me feels great. like I have Good. to rewatch Last Jedi because again like i have watched it again because that's probably the one i've seen the fewest sure amount of times sure. even, even now, for obvious reasons even now since I, since rise of skywalker has only been out for three days and i've seen it for three days i've seen it more times than the last <laughs> Jedi. Um, but great. uh but yeah no i like you know uh and maybe it would crack the top five i don't I, yeah Get back to me on that. Because I I feel like one of the things that this definitely made me want to do is watch all three of the new trilogy together, Together, like in a cohesive marathon. Agreed. Um, You definitely
0: agree with that. Um, It's it's an interesting thing for me because, um, you know, the way I view Star Wars, and I think this is kind of consensus, not consensus, but I think it's uh, the general feeling among Star Wars fans. There's only really two quote unquote perfect Star Wars movies for most people. I know you just said The Return of the Jedi is your favorite and that's a perfectly valid opinion. Um, but for most people, there's two really perfect ones which are obviously the original and the Empire Strikes Back. There are a handful of really awful ones um, for peop- for a lot of people. Attack of and,
1: Clones. And pretty Attack much clones always ends and up and the And the Phantom bottom. Menace,
0: which is, I was surprised you put the Phantom Menace as high up as you did. But um, a lot of people see, view that one as just totally unnecessary to, to the point where there are viewing, there are, Suggested viewing orders that omit it completely because it's it's not necessary.
1: Just, yes, let your hate flow through yeah. you. I
0: don't I don't I don't buy into that. It's it's not my favorite. It's actually at the bottom of the list. But so for me, really, yeah, so, over over Attack of the Clones. Yeah, the end of the attack. The end of Attack of the Clones is enough for me to put it over um, the Phantom Menace. I know the end of the Phantom Menace is also great, but um, yeah. It's it's close. I'm not saying it's I'm not saying it's like it's, a wide. Gap. Honestly,
1: a big part of it is just Hayden Christensen in that movie. Well, not even just Hayden Christensen, because that's that's doing him a disservice. Uh, I feel like the story between him and again, this is just a part of a larger topic. But like he's so creepy in that movie. He's Creepy. It's yeah. so he's messed he's up creepy in the
0: movie. Okay, so I hate uh, so for me, I think it's uh, Empire. Yeah. Uh, episode four. So I think it's Empire, the original Star Wars. The Last Jedi is probably three for me. Um, I'd say... Oh boy, this is tough. Empire, Star Wars, Last Jedi. Return of the Jedi. Force Awakens. The Rise of Skywalker. Revenge of the Sith yeah phantom menace and then attack of the clones no attack of the clones and then phantom menace. excuse me gotcha Sorry. three two one at the end.
1: it'd be pretty close for me to swap like the first two and then like the last two basically okay. would be like the difference there and a big part of it is just because i have a lot of nostalgia over phantom menace sure um uh, I had more Lego sets for that. Than that's fair. A lot of the other ones.
0: Again, that's a really good point. I'm glad you brought it up. You know, and and in, we're you know we're we're doing a dual recording session tonight. We're yep. going to be recording episode thirty, and we're going to spend yes. a lot of time. We're going to spend a lot of time talking about the future. Yeah, of Star, Star Wars, Wars
1: things—they're so great. Nine
0: episodes. We've got thirty. Damn right. <laughs> damn right. You damn, damn right. Damn right. Um. And if I was to throw the other ones in, the other movies in, I I should say, Rogue One floats very close up towards the top for me too. So I think I think, oh yeah, Rogue One goes in there very high. Solo no. very low, so yeah. towards the bottom. Yep. Anyways, um, so low. But <laughs> couldn't resist. Oh, oh. thank you. Um, so like I said, we're gonna record episode thirty tonight, and we're gonna have a discussion on the sort of future Star Wars and the fandom and stuff like that. But I'm glad you brought I'm glad you brought it up because it, it's a thing where. Oh, how do I put this? Uh, Star Wars is a thing that is very much affected by when you were brought into it. If you were brought into it like I was at the beginning or near the beginning, because I'm not that old, but near the beginning, when the the originals are the only thing, you tend to cling to those things because they were the first things that you had. Sure. If you were brought into it, in the prequel era and you happen to see the prequels. I mean, you I know you didn't necessarily, you saw the originals first, right?
1: So I was brought in during, well, I mean, it's, it's kind of a gray area yeah. because they weren't really the originals. They were special editions. Well, that's the thing too, is so, so technically yeah, cursed, right? There. Technically the first legitimate copies of star Wars. I owned were the special editions. The first ones I saw in theaters were the special editions for sure. But I had, Television recordings of the original movies. Oh, good, nice. Um, uh, on VHS, so mm-hmm. like my my parents and my grandparents would record movies on videotape on their Everybody VCR. Did, all did, yeah. Yeah, and I had my first exposure to Star Wars was it was on the same tape as Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. Cool. So I'm still conditioned to think every time at the end of Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory the credits start rolling and Star Wars is supposed to start right after it. Yeah. Um, but I had the original cut or at least one of the original cuts of star wars on that tape i had to you know fast forward through commercials in order to watch it all but but it didn't have any of the special edition content um eventually i got those on vhs too and dvd and stuff like that but But
0: the point still stands right it's when you came of age yeah i was 11
1: when episode one came out. right exactly i definitely hold that one in higher esteem and
0: don't get me wrong we've talked about on the show before i have a lot of nostalgia for the prequels too Mm -hmm. because those came out at a time when i had the opportunity to like Go wait out overnight and yeah. have, have those experiences that that crazy anticipation for those movies and all that kind of stuff. So that that's a, those are experiences that stick out in my brain. Mm-hmm. But um, it it does really matter when you came of age for these movies because a lot, there are a lot of kids out there now who the Force Awakens is the be all end all of Star yeah. Wars. Yeah, you know? they, yep. that's that's what they knew. Yeah. What Star Wars This is was, their trilogy. Their now. trilogy. So the, I can't sit here and be in judgment of people who like the prequels or who love these no matter what it's subjective yeah it's totally subjective so i i I don't want to take i i don't want anyone to take this as my rankings are right your (laughs) rankings are wrong everybody is everybody else can you know eat a dick and i don't well and i I think that's one of the
1: the and we'll get into this i think with the with the talking of the the fandom and everything but it's important to recognize that because it's subjective we all have our own personal stakes in it yeah but the thing that's beautiful about it and the one thing that makes I think Star Wars timeless and so powerful um, across the entire world that we live in is that it connects so many people together. We all share a passion for this storytelling, Mm -hmm. this specific universe or this story that's being told. And we can, no matter who you are, where you come from, whatever your background is, if you love Star Wars, you can connect with another person who loves Star Wars. Definitely. Um, And I think that's one of the other beautiful things about, Um, This new trilogy, too, is it's just going to kind of continue that through a new generation.
0: Yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, that was a really good discussion. There it is. I'm glad we (laughs) I'm glad we were we got to talk about it. Me too. Glad we had this sort of outlet for this. um, It
1: seems like it's going to be probably one of the most positive reviews that's been out released
0: so oh, far Oh, definitely yeah this is so make no going make on. no mistake this is a very divisive movie just yeah. as, in the same way that that's Last true. Jedi just, was.
1: just in the same way that empire strikes back and return of the jedi
0: and all the other movies yeah. have been i guess yeah but I mean, um, yeah there's i mean really the only universally loved one was probably the original star wars yeah. yeah um and so you know like yeah i'm glad we were able to do it um if you if you've been with us this whole time, uh, thank you for listening. Um, I'm, I hope you enjoyed the review of this movie. I hope you enjoyed the movie in general. Yeah. Um, I know we talked a lot about its flaws and I, like I said at the top, it kind of probably, if you, it probably sounds like I don't like this movie. There's
1: a lot of things to love about but it. But there's
0: a lot of stuff to love about this movie. Um, and I hope everyone gets a chance to see it, um, multiple times. Cause yeah, I think you start to pick up good things if you, if you see it multiple times. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. And like I said, we're going to be uh, recording episode thirty here, so please give that a listen. Um, that should be a very entertaining episode because we're I'm staying away from getting too much into the future of Star Wars here, since we're gonna we're gonna tackle it in that episode. So, um, as I mentioned on episode twenty nine of the podcast, if you're listening to us on a on a stream or a podcast service that allows you to rank or leave a comment or give us a thumbs up or a follow or whatever, please do that. It helps us reach people that we ha- can't reach otherwise. Um, we appreciate you. Uh, yeah and so uh anything else you want to say before we sign off thanks here?
1: for being here may the force be with you yes may
0: the force be with you um always we'll for see sure. for the
1: next whatever star wars movie comes yeah, out next we'll see we've It'll... got
0: the mandalorian to finish off too yeah we, get we got the mandalorian absolutely all right well for andy um i'm adam uh this is the hell Energy podcast reviews star wars episode nine the rise of skywalker um so until next time stay hella If you enjoy the show, be sure to subscribe, like, and follow us on Instagram at Podcast.